here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Wrestling podcast. I'm Rich Craig alongside, as always, Mr. Joe Lanza. Joe, how was your WrestleMania weekend? Uh, I was. Uh, it was all right. I thought overall, um, every show that I've seen so far, and I've seen almost all of them, every show was pretty good. And yeah. there's really not too much to complain about. I mean, I'll even take it a step further. I think that there was only a small handful of matches that I've seen. So, and I haven't seen uh, the King of Indies night one yet, which I hear wasn't very good. But I, there's only been a small handful of matches that I thought weren't good at all. Maybe two or three matches right. that I yeah. would say were bad matches. On the inverse of that, though, which is kind of interesting, though, is I don't know if there were any, you know, in previous years we'd have, you know, match of the year contenders, really, really awesome, spectacular, great, like once in a lifetime. I don't know if we really had any of those, but everything was 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 solid. Everything was good to above average. And, yeah, I, I agree. I've watched uh, both, all the Evolve shows, uh, the two WN Live shows, obviously WrestleMania. I haven't seen Ring of Honor or the King of Indies, but from those four or whatever, everything I saw was, was, was good. Like, there wasn't anything. There was maybe one or two that I would say matches that I thought were truly bad. Everything else was good. Yeah, and, and, and you know, I, I've watched and rated everything, and, you know, like, almost, like, everything's in the three-and-a-half star range. Everything was, like, really good, but you're right. They, to me, there was no match of the year contender either. Um, there there was, you know, there was a few matches on the fringes of that, but mm-hmm. to me, there was nothing here that was a true match of the year contender. And I have a feeling that some people will disagree with that because they're going to think that, you know, Lesnar Reigns was match of the year caliber, and... I thought it was, too. I thought it was a serious match. I thought it was turning into a serious match of the year contender on par with the matches at, at, with the two matches at Wrestle Kingdom until the cash-in. And it's, it's not that I think the cash-in 
was bad. I think the, the cash-in was perfectly fine from a storyline perspective. I think the cash-in worked. But from a pure grading a match perspective, it hurt it from that perspective, which isn't as important as the other you know, part of it. Um, because, again, I thought it was a good angle. I thought it worked perfectly. Mm-hmm. I thought Agreed. I thought it protected Reigns. And I thought it got it was a creative way to get the title off of Lesnar without beating Lesnar. I, I actually, I thought the cash-in worked great. Yeah, no, it accomplished a lot of things. Because I was telling, I, I had people over for WrestleMania, and, and and we were kind of discussing it. And some people were saying, "Oh, I don't really get that." And I said, "Well, well," I, and I've always said that. I've said this for a, uh, many years as well. That one of my favorite types of champion is the guy that it, it, not maybe not the truly top top heel, but like that secondary heel or like a an upper mid card heel is pretty good because they they have a lot of matches that they can get in. And 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 in this case, Seth Rollins is a guy that right now you look, you have uh, you know a, a rematch against Lesnar, a match against Reigns. Uh, you, you know, a match against Randy Orton, which we're seeing there. You can even have heel versus heel matches, really, if it, and it can work out to some extent with with a guy like that. And then, yeah, you're open up to all the the faces and all that. I I liked it. I thought it accomplished a lot of things all at once, which is 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 something that they're not. They're you know, WWE is not as great at doing anymore. They're they're they struggle with that a little bit. But this is a way to kind of rectify a few problems that they had all at once. And it, I I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was good. Yeah, no, no complaints at all from that perspective. But from a match grading perspective. It immediately t- takes take took the match down a notch for me. It, I mean, it has to. I mean, it was a different match. It, it, it stopped being a, a a good match and turned into more of a "Hey, I better watch this angle" type. Yeah, thing. We, and and again, I'm not bashing the cash in at all. I thought the cash in was clever and I thought it worked. But just you know, grading the match, I can't call that a match of the year contender now after the goofy cash in, the goofy WWE stuff. I I can't do it. I mean, think about it this way: if if the uh, if the Nakamura Abushi match at Wrestle Kingdom, uh, you know, if if Naito ran in and and inserted himself into the match in the final thirty <laughs> right. seconds, and you know, people would be ripping that relentlessly, and it would have taken the match down a notch for sure. I mean, it's the same, it's the same deal here. Uh, you know, it, it's WWE. It's a different dynamic. I understand that, and, I, and and that's why I'm not ripping the cash in from a story perspective. But as far as grading the match, I'm sorry. This this is not a match year contender to me because of that. I still give it four stars. But I think without the cash in, if it would have had a strong finish, the way it was worked to that point, you know, you're talking four and a half, four and three quarter, maybe even five if it finished properly. So, uh, you know, but that's just the sports nerd in me. I. I it, People who listen to this know by now, you know, we prefer our wrestling to be more straight laced and, uh, you know, we're a little uptight when it comes to that. It just the look when it comes to money in the bank cash ins period, I'm over it. I mean, I, 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 you know, if you if they never did the money in the bank again, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I'm, I'm over it as a gimmick. I'm done with ladder. I'm over it. Ladder matches. We'll talk about that in a little while. <laughs> I just, you know, I just, it's, it's not for me. And I understand that the WWE product isn't always for me, but to me from a match grading perspective, I definitely think it took the match down a notch. Where do you stand on that? Did it hurt the match for you from that perspective? Yeah. I mean, I, well, I think the way you, you phrased it, I don't think it hurt the match. I don't know if that's the right word or the word that I would use, but it changed the way I looked at it. And, and there was another match on here too. And sting and triple H and it sort of worked in the inverse uh, uh, of that where, yeah, where I was, I was, great now you know i was watching it as that and then once you had that happen you kind of take yourself out of it being a a, a gradable match and more into okay what does this mean for their storylines what is that you know it turns into a segment and an angle more than a match exactly. really which which isn't and, and then and what the inverse of that and i guess we could I, I can jump into that now is sting and triple h i thought was the opposite that was a match i was going this is fucking awful this is terrible like i can't believe this and then you see the nwo come on and then you see dx come on and then you see that it's a big angle and you see what they're trying to do and then you're like all right well i, I i'm not going to grade this anymore because it's not a match like you know 
know what I mean? It's it's a segment. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's not meant to be graded on that level of ooh, what was the the work rate like? And you know, the thing it, it wasn't meant to be that. And that's sort of what we got eventually with with Lesnar and Reigns is that it stopped being you know a match and more into a, a story vehicle or a way to continue a storyline or, or that sort of stuff. So yeah, it, it, I won't say it hurt the rating of the match, but it just changed the way I looked at it as a match versus something that ended WrestleMania, you, you know, which, because it was a good match up to that point, but yeah, that's, that's... Match. I thought it was a great match up to that point. And I think it was possibly, and this is saying a lot, it's possibly Lesnar's greatest performance ever. I'm that high on the match up to that point. And, and Reigns held up his end just fine because Reigns is his selling in that match was off the charts. Good. And you know, yeah. I, I loved the smirks. I know a lot of people have ripped the fact that he was smirking during the beatdown. I thought that worked perfectly because here's a guy who's saying, I'm taking the beating of a lifetime, but you know what? You can't kill me. You can't kill me. I like the smirking. Um, I like the fact that he took that vicious beating and then was making a strong comeback at the end. And the way Lesnar was selling the comeback was he was selling in a way that nobody, you know, he wasn't just taking flat back bumps. He was kind of doing like this whirling dervish kind of deal. He was spinning into the ropes. He was holding onto the ropes for dear life. It was like you were waiting for this monster to finally go down. Everything about that match was so yeah. great. Yeah, Lesnar, I, I think you hit it on the head with, with that. And I, I think I mentioned that in the review as well, is that Lesnar, I think in that match particularly, he, he went from a guy that I thought was, was I've, I've always really enjoyed him. I've always thought he was really good into like an all-time. When it was done, I was like, that dude is an all-time great. He, like that guy is, the, is so good at everything, at the facials, at selling, at, at the, I mean, everything that he does. And, and in that match particularly, just the way he approaches a match, the way he constructs it, the way he, I, I, it's just, he, that was the time where I said, you know what? No, no, no. This guy is an all all-time legend like this will be he will go down as one of my favorite wrestlers of all time Brock Lesnar if he never wrestles again if he if he retires tomorrow he's still gonna go down I mean that was just a, a masterful main event performance for me Brock for Lesnar is the best wrestler in the world right now he is the best wrestler in the world right now I will say that and I'll say that with confidence nobody is better than him right now and th everything in that match was going so perfectly and I was so invested in this match and then when the Rollins music hit my 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 reaction was, oh no, do not do this! You're, <laughs> you're ruining an all-time classic match, and it it did for me. It ruined an all-time classic match. And again, I know it, it's it's kind of a weird distinction to draw, but I I I I think the cash in worked. It just ruined it from a nerd. I get that. You you can like both. No, yes. you can like both. You can you can think from a purely I want to rate this match or I want this match in itself. Cuz now this is a match that I don't know how many times you're going to in 10 years you're not going to go back and watch this match now because you know how you know the ending is like ah it's a it's a schmaz ending. So you know I'm not going to you know what I mean? Like that's I want, that's where it kind of takes you out a little bit. Yeah, you want exactly. one of those things that you could 15 years later go I remember this match and you should watch it right now cuz it is great. Like you're not going to do that. That's exactly what I want. When Lesnar was spinning in the ropes, holding himself up, what I wanted was either Reigns to finish off this unstoppable monster or for Lesnar to withstand that that comeback and then win the match himself. I wanted Right, both the guys would have been okay in that. Bo both guys would have or, or would have gotten something out of here's, that. I mean, at that point, though, it got know, to that match. You know what's yeah. weird, though? I, what, what they did, what they ended up doing is actually better for everybody involved, mm -hmm. but it hurt the match. And it's weird to say. It's like no, yeah, but, that, that's but fair. I do think what they did was better for all three guys involved. But but I, but it hurt the match. If that match had a had a finish, and the finish was as good as the rest of the match was, that was a legitimate, not only match of the year contender.
But because the other match, the year contenders this year have been so good, a legitimate all-time great match. So that's why that's why I, you know I say what I say. It just it's disappointed me yeah. so much when that music hit. I it really it really just it, it really it, it almost broke my heart when Rollins went off <laughs> because that match was was and I had all these great hot takes ready to go and they they all went out the window because of the cash in. So I don't know. Uh, but I guess before we get oh sorry go ahead uh, I was gonna say before we get into a WrestleMania proper review uh, let, let's you you mentioned at the top that you're doing a, a, a an article for the site where you're gonna review every match and every. Show show that that happened over the weekend so for people that are looking for that like massive breakdown this is not the show we're going to do that but i did want to point out a few matches or at least ask you what your other favorite matches of the weekend were perhaps non-wwe which ones kind of stood out to you uh, yeah well what i'm going to do is i'm watching every match that took place over the weekend including the new japan show the ring of honor show just came out a few hours ago so I'm, uh, i was waiting <laughs> i was waiting to see if the ring of honor show was- oh it didn't come out sunday morning when i woke up early to go watch no, it. no it did not Uh, I was waiting for that show to come out and to see if it would come out in a timely fashion so I can get this out. I'm already annoyed that I haven't written this thing yet. You know me. I like to get things out when they're topical. I cannot stand putting out things, you know, a week late when no one gives a shit anymore. But I'm going to plow through and go forward anyway. What I'm going to do is rate and rank every match during WrestleMania weekend. I'm not doing Kaiju Big Battle. I'm not doing Shimmer. And I'm I'm not... Your your article's invalid then. I'm not doing Kaiju Big Battle. I'm not doing Shimmer. I'm sorry. I'm not doing either one of those shows. But I'm doing everything else. Um, You know, the King of Indies, I'm going to watch both of those shows tonight. Then I'm going to buy the Ring of Honor show and get that done. Then I'm done. Then I've seen everything else. So I'm going to rank and rate every match WrestleMania weekend. uh, Worst to best. All the way, go all the way through, with plenty of snarky comments in between. I'm not going to give yes. a, a full breakdown of every match. Most of the matches aren't going to have any comments at all. But I'm going to find a creative way to do it, and I'm going to make snarky comments, and, and, and that's what we're going to do with that. But as far as, other than the Lesnar-Reigns match, which I still think, by the way, was the best match of the weekend. For people who think that, uh, you know, the cash, it didn't completely ruin the match for me, in my opinion... It was still the best match of the weekend that I've seen so far. There were only three other matches uh, that I had four I, that I had four stars or better, and that was uh, Gargano Fox from Evolve 39, uh, Hero Busick from Evolve 40, and Gargano Galloway from uh, the WWN Live uh, Mercury Rising show. So, mm-hmm. um, and I had those three matches and the Lesnar Reigns match all at four stars. Even I had nothing over four. But if you're if you're forcing me to choose one, I like Lesnar Reigns the best. Yeah. Uh, a few ones that stood out to me, and I, I'm, I'm kind of curious in your thoughts. Uh, as far as the ones you mentioned, though, I, I I don't know if I enjoyed. I didn't like Gargano as much this weekend as I usually do. I don't know what it was. Something just didn't kind of click with me, and I didn't. That Gargano Air Fox, I thought I would love that match. I don't know why. I I was done with it. And I was just kind of like, eh, I don't know. It was just kind of there. Uh, the the Busick one you brought up. Uh, which sorry, which one was that? Hero Busick of all four. Oh, Hero. That, right, 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 right. Okay, yeah, that one I really loved. That was great. Busick, I think, had a great, uh, kind of an underrated great weekend. I love. And I think in a lot I of ways. Busick all weekend. I love them all. Yeah, I think he showed himself, and 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 one of my favorite matches was the the four way from Mercury Rising was the Tommy N uh, Perkins Gulak and and Busick match, which and I think you mentioned it on Twitter as well, and I think I said in my review as well. Like when you look at like four way matches and 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 matches of that caliber, like where where that was one of the best multi man matches I've seen in a long time. Maybe I mean like in terms of cohesiveness, in terms of the finish, in terms of guys always being active and not you know two guys outside of the ring you know down and and it was it it, it had like a, a Dragon Gate PWG style where it was just it was it was the whole time there was something going on some action going on and I thought you look at guys like Gulak and, and Busick or whatever who you know we sort of attribute to the, the you know the kind of the grapple style or whatever who I thought endeared themselves pretty well here they didn't they they used 
used a little bit of that style, but they used other stuff. And that's that's I think my biggest part about Busick that I love is that he can he can adapt to whatever this the match kind of calls for, and he can he can do it well. And he has some charisma, for God's sake. I mean, yes, he does. We'll talk about the other guy, the you know the, the elephant in the room in a little bit, but um, he has some charisma and he shows some fire. I mean, geez. But yeah, that four way, I thought I said similar things on Twitter after I watched it. I thought that was possibly the most cohesive four way match I've ever seen. Because it's like you said with these four ways, it's your pet peeve. It's your rant that you usually go on. They're usually contrived spots to get two of the guys out of the way. And then it's our turn to go. Then it's the other two Mm -hmm. guys turn to go. This was just constant motion, constant action. It flowed nicely. The spots didn't feel forced. The spots all felt natural when they, when they did transition spots into getting other people involved. So yeah, I, you know, I had similar thoughts as you, I thought it was a very cohesive match for a four way. Um, so yeah, uh, other matches that, that I really enjoyed. Sorry, my, my doggy <laughs> is loving it. Who had his own WrestleMania moment this week when he ate a chicken bone and we had to go to an emergency vet at 2 a.m. So, well, he's obviously, my well, he's obviously okay. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, at the WrestleMania party, he decided that uh, he was going to, one of my friends w- was eating chicken wings or whatever and put a plate down, not thinking that, hey, you know, this dog's not going to come over here. Uh, we catch him and we, we catch a bone in his mouth. We yank it out. And then my friend goes, uh, I had three chicken wings and we can't find the other bone. So we think nothing of it. Maybe he took it somewhere or left it. No, it, at like 2 a.m. he started puking and then we had to go to the vet. So well, very expensive WrestleMania weekend for uh, for Mr. Lou, but that's all right. His, uh, Not even the puppy. I would even accept as the puppy did it. No, it's the old one. They have to extract the bone from his innards. No, no. He puked it all, thankfully. He puked up. They were the worried. Bone. There was... Yes, there was one that we were worried about, and then he came home immediately and then puked it. And we were like, oh, thank God. Because <laughs> like, if they chew these bones, they get like shards. And he's, Yeah, you know, right, right, right. Especially chicken bones in particular are bad because they, yeah. they can shard and they can sort of perforate, you know, different parts of the body or, the, you know, or, or even puking it up. It can get caught in his throat and stuff. There's a lot of stuff that can happen. So, no, he's, he's all good. So Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, PJ Black was a guy that we, we went into the weekend really with high expectations of, of what he was going to do. You you enjoyed him. I, I enjoyed him, too. Two of my favorite matches, he was, you know, a big part of, you know, Ricochet, PJ Black, obviously, of all 40, and then AR Fox, PJ Black, at Mercury Rising. Two of my top, probably, if I had to do a top five or top, maybe top, you know, five or six or whatever, those are two that are definitely in there. I, I thought he had a great, great, great weekend, and we were sort of worried. I don't know if we were necessarily worried, but other people were worried about the WWE stink or whatever. It, it, it wasn't there. He He was He was ready to go. No, I thought he was good. I, I I really liked all three of his matches. I had all three of them just a shade under four. Um, That's fair. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I thought the, the AR Fox match was the best of the three, followed by the Ricochet match and then the Galloway match. But they were all, I mean, you know, razor tight, very close, and all very good. So I thought he acquitted himself very well. And I don't know if he's going to continue on doing indie shows or whatnot, but I hope he does because um, I think he could do some really good things. And he proved himself against three different uh, quality opponents here. So, But the way he was booked, it really doesn't seem like there's going to be a ton moving forward with him. No. I could be wrong, but I mean, it just I just got that sense. It was the, the way he lost and, 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 you know, when he lost, it was it was very much like the, hey, we're bringing this guy in and he's going to lose to our local stars sort of guy where, where a big name comes in, loses and battle. I mean, he wasn't uh, there. Were, and none of the matches were like, okay, this is a guy that we're really building up for the future or whatever. It was just kind of a guy that was just there to kind of showcase some of the other dudes. So yeah, I, I kind of get that feeling too, which is, which is a bit upsetting, but I yeah, it. I mean, I would put his matches all easily among the top 10 matches of the weekend, probably yeah. in that six to, to 10 range somewhere in there, because I'll tell you, uh, you know, there, there's one match that I haven't really heard anybody talk about. 
that I really think may have been the fourth or fifth best match of the entire weekend. And until the Lesnar Reigns main event, I thought it was the best match at WrestleMania. And that was the tag team four way on the pre-show. Oh, I was making taco dip, unfortunately. I didn't. Why was that thing so early? You need to go back and watch that match. It was so early in the night. I I, met, I was halfway. I was in the kitchen doing something. All of a sudden, I come back and I hear a bell ringing, and the match is over. And I'm like, "What the hell?" Like I went out of the kitchen. Uh, they for, got they had you know, twenty no, minutes they, or whatever. They had yeah, time. They got time. And let me tell you. Well, no, I'm not saying they didn't have time. I'm saying I didn't expect at six o'clock oh, sharp the match to be, there'd be a match to yeah, be yeah, on. Yeah. You know, like I thought I was going to roll in around six thirty or whatever. La- watch last half hour of the pre-show. Nope, it was it was already over and done with by the time I even got there. So. I, yeah. I thought it was an incredible match. I mean, and, you know, here's the thing with WrestleMania. WrestleMania didn't have any bad matches on it. There wasn't a single bad match on WrestleMania. And going into the main event, I was thinking to myself, am I really going to go on Twitter and come on this show and, <laughs> and, and tell everybody that the, that the opening match of the pre-show was the best match on this show? Uh, you know, because I really thought it was. I gave it three and three quarters. I, you know, it's... I, I, that, you know, you didn't see it, so there's no point really, you know, spending yeah, time sorry. talking about it. But you know, those guys went out there and killed it. I thought that was maybe the fourth or fifth or sixth best match in the entire weekend. The other thing that I don't see a lot of people talking about because they probably blew it off because on paper it wasn't a very good show. That New Japan show on Sunday morning kicked ass. That's what I heard. Yeah, I, I have not had a chance to watch it yet either. But yeah, I mean, I've heard I've heard nothing but good things from people who did watch it, which is which is very few of all the ones of the buzzle meter that might have been our lowest ever because I think people just burnt out or they just didn't want to stay up or all that sort of stuff. Well, I heard I heard well, nothing deservedly about that. so. I mean, look at the yeah. lineup. I mean, I wrote a preview for that show and didn't talk about the show. At all. <laughs> a one sentence preview because, the, you know, because the show there was just there was a nothing lineup. But and I, and I wouldn't really, you know, I wouldn't recommend going back to watch it or anything like that, because I think, you know, if you're going to go watch something, you should probably watch the Cork and Hall show from this morning uh, or rather the second, depending on when people are listening to this, because that's the true, you know, quote unquote, go home show for invasion attack. The 329 show that I'm talking about was just a standard random house show that they had as that, you know, they had a, happened to have a hard cam there for no commentary. But, you know, as far as random house shows, this was a level above. Yeah, you've I mean, Rich, you've seen the usual New Japan random house show. Yes, yeah. And this was not that. I mean, it, it, okay, this was, this was well. pretty solid from top to bottom with a bunch of really cool three-star matches. And again, nothing bad. And, 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 you know, everyone had their working shoes on, which was a surprise. So, you know, for the people who saw that, I know they're nodding their head right now saying, yeah, that was a hell of a show, uh, you know. And, you know, if, if you're going to go back, if anyone listening wants to go back and watch anything, watch the opener, the Bucks um, versus, uh, I think it was, it was Tanaka and Tiger Mask. It was the Young Bucks mm-hmm. versus not. Excellent match. I had to have three and a half. And then the semifinal with the Chaos team against uh, is Tanahashi, Naito, Makabe, and I think Shibata. I had to have three and a half, too. So those are the two best matches on the show. I mean, to, to have matches that are, you know, sniffing four stars on a random New Japan house show in front of 800 people in, in some random village. I mean, that says something. Cause you normally <laughs> don't get that. You know, they don't no. they don't work as hard on those shows, you know. So, um, but yeah, so, you know, and, and I guess... Uh, as far as other sleeper matches, I mean, it's it's hard because you know there was so much good stuff all weekend yeah. long. I mean, the, the well, I, shows were loaded with stuff that was that was quality. 
a match that I liked that, that I know I, I don't think I, well, I know for a fact you didn't like as much as me was it was Randy Orton Seth Rollins I loved that match I don't know if it was because I was watching it with with eight other guys and we we're going nuts during it or it was a hot I don't know I had a hot crowd <laughs> with me or whatever but when that was done I thought it was awesome and it, it, it was different because there was there was a lot of people that thought it was really really spectacular and there were a bunch of people that were just kind of like yeah it was okay I mean it wasn't bad I, I was on the spectacular side I thought that was it, without a doubt at least when I was over and I think I wrote that in the review as well that was probably the best Randy Orton match I've ever seen where where there was a few of those Christian matches I really enjoyed, but it, it's so obvious now. It's like this guy should have been doing ten minute matches his whole life, or like 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 being a sprint match guy is so much more engaging of a Randy Orton than the methodical snake viper slithering. I mean that that does nothing for me. This was over, and he was jumping up and down and doing his quick moves, and and he knew. I, it seemed like he seemed like he was motivated there, and I thought Rollins was great too. I love this match. I don't know where did you think? I did love his mannerisms, and I did love his reaction to the uh, to the ridiculous RKO. Oh, he was so happy to hit that. You could tell he was just like, hell yeah, we hit that. Like, like he was like, he looked so giddy when it was over. Like, oh, we did it. Yes. Like he almost forgot to pin him because he was just so happy that it happened. Like, great. Yeah. He had the greatest white meat baby face manner of this whole match. It was awesome. I thought the pacing of the match fit the story of the match. I thought the finish of the match fit the story of the match. His reaction to the finish fit the story of the match. And I like the match. I just didn't love the match the way some of you guys love the match. Mm -hmm. You know, you guys were going four and a half stars. You guys have, <laughs> I really did. That, I, I mean, that's it. fine. I mean, you know, you're, yeah. you're entitled to that opinion. Um, you know, I, you know, because again, you know, I watched WrestleMania, you know, two hours after it ended, and I managed to watch it spoiler free. But what I was doing was after each match. I was scrolling down on our review to see what you guys mm -hmm. thought to confirm against, you know, what my opinion was. And I was legitimately shocked that you guys <laughs> hadn't rated that high. And maybe I'm the outlier. And that's. No, we had outliers even within our review. I think Rob and I were the high men. And then a lot of other people kind of went where you were with a three star to three and a half. I think were the yeah, other two guys. You know, but... I thought it was a cool little match. Um, but why don't we do this for Mania? For that show, I think Mania deserves the match by match treatment. Yeah, absolutely. And then, uh, and then we'll just give some more final thoughts on everything else that, that went down during the weekend. All right, that sounds good. You want me to start with Mania then? Yeah, let's start with Mania. Uh, okay. the, the opener you know, was the tag four-way that we already brought up, which yeah. there's really not much to talk about because you didn't see it. But, yep. uh, I was making taco dip. So. Cesaro and Kid, taco dip, though. <laughs> they stole the pin and they retained the titles. But I will say, Rich, you should go back and watch this match. I will, um, yeah, Because I also want to know if, if, if you think I'm crazy the way – I think you're crazy with the Orton Rollins match because I good perfect. I really really love the match and it was just, you know it was chaotic and it was just crazy action and breaking up pin you know it was exactly what you wanted it to be and uh, it, it was pretty much right on my own. I love that. Then the Battle Royal. Yes. Uh, we can dig a little deeper into this. As far as Battle Royals go, I didn't like it as much as last year's, but I thought it was good by Battle Royal standards. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a problem with the match. Also, you know, I didn't have a problem with Big Show winning. A lot of people had a problem with Big Show winning. I don't care. Yeah, that gimmick doesn't matter. Yeah. We, we proved it last year. Who cares? Yeah, I mean, I don't <laughs> have a problem with it. You know, the biggest guy, the monster. And, you know, Big Show never— it, it, it works in the Andre the Giant lineage or whatever. It's it's whatever. Yeah. yeah. Big Show never wins these battle royals. And it's like, it's not a problem if he wins one. I mean, they told the story of the biggest, strongest guy just tossing guys left and right. I didn't have a big problem with it. They gave Hideo Itami his one little moment. Um, you know, throwing Bo Dallas out. And then uh, I, I would have had him stick around a little longer towards the end. Yeah, I, that was a little upsetting that it was kind of, I wouldn't do it. If you're going to do it as a one-off, then you might as well have just pick some other random goober in NXT, but not a guy that I think actually has potential. But yeah, whatever, it was, it, it, it at least to see him out there and at least have him featured 
you know, even for a brief moment, it was still pretty cool. You know, so. there's more than meets the eye with them picking him for that spot that I think that a lot of people maybe haven't picked mm-hmm. up on because I think they weren't going to put an Owens or a Balor or somebody in that spot to get tossed like a jobber in a battle royal. Right. Because they have bigger hopes for those guys. So while it was kind of cool that they gave a Tommy a shot here, he was kind of the perfect choice. It proves that he's kind of, yeah, it proves what sort of tier he's in yes, in NXT. It, it, he's not the, we need to protect this guy for yes. when he comes up and make it really matter where it's, eh, it's a day. But Tommy, at the whatever. same time, they see yeah. him, uh, you know, a slightly level above some of the other, you know what I mean? It, it's kind of like. He wasn't, uh, you know, Wesley Blake or whatever out there. No, but. Right. But at the same time, yeah, they weren't going to. Again, like you just said, he's not someone who they're going to go out of their way to protect and not expose and not have tossed out of a battle royal like a jobber. So I think there, yeah, there was definitely a story within a story with him being in that match. But it was it was kind of cool that they did give him sort of his little moment there. Um, the opener was the ladder match for the uh, for the Intercontinental title. Now, what did you think of this match? I really enjoyed it. I, I was and, and possibly I get I get you're kind of done with the ladders. I'm not. I, I'm still like them when they're. When, when they're fun, I, I thought this match was it was super spotty and it was super all that. But I thought the placement of when it happened, it, you know, as the opener, the guys that were in it, which we assumed the guys were just going to go out there and kill themselves, you know, or, or really take some pretty good risks or whatever. Not I mean, not insane risks. I don't think there was anything that was just outwardly insane other than maybe Dean Ambrose going through the uh, uh, the ladder on the outside. But I really enjoyed it. I gave it four stars. I really, really thought it was a perfect way to open. It was a perfect sprint. I think the crowd was super into it. And I think it was it was to me, it was it was exactly what I want out of those sort of ladder matches, those money in the bank ladder match style stuff. Uh, one thing I will tell you though, it's kind of interesting. It, I, when I went back and watched all the old manias, um, you know, leading up to this, I watched those money in the bank matches. A lot of them did, did not age well. They were just like, I never wanted to watch them ever again. I watched them the first time and it was kind of over and, and, and done. And, and I think it's a lot of it in the moment. I enjoy them, but then when they're done, I just kind of never want to watch them again. And, and that's how I guess this one would be. I thought it was a really good match, but I don't know if I would ever go back and, and, and rewatch it, but, but I enjoyed it for its placement and, and everything else. But no, I thought, it, I, I thought it did a good job of getting the guys that it needed to over, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I think ladder matches are in the moment thing, and that's why they don't hold up well. Yeah. And I think that, um, look, I. Once you know the spot that's coming, I mean, watching those old ones, I saw, you know, Shelton Benjamin would be in one, and I was like, oh, here's the one where he, like, walks up the ladder and clotheslines the guy. Like, that, I'll never recreate, you can never bottle that back up where you saw it the first time, and you're like, holy crap, you know, you know, where he goes up the rungs and clotheslines someone, or, you know, you know yeah, and once these, you these see multi- it once, it's never yeah, going to matter. The, the, yeah. mul- <laughs> the multi man ladder matches, absolutely. And then, like, the one on one ladder matches, they always fall into the thing that I hate where it's climb, tease, pull down, repeat. And, you know, I'd rather watch grass grow than watch triple H in the rock, climb, tease, pull down. Repeat. <laughs> that one's awful. That one's really I, 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 you know, but you know, that's the most famous example of it, but a lot, that's what a lot of them delve into. And it's like, I, I have no interest in that whatsoever. And as far as this match goes, look, I gave it three stars. It wasn't bad, but you know, I, I mostly rated it based on effort and work rate. Um, it wasn't, I just, I'm over ladder match. I don't know what else to say, man. I'm mm-hmm. just, I, I'm over it. I, I, I don't care if I never see another ladder match again. It just doesn't do it for me anymore. Um, you know, it's, it's, I respect the fact that they all worked as hard as they did in this match. And it was by no means a bad match. I'll probably never watch it again. I just, right. it's, you know, it was, it was, it was nice for what it was. It was a good opener to get the crowd into the show. I don't know, man. I just I didn't love it. Uh, then we had the Randy Orton Seth Rollins. We talked a little bit about that. I, I don't know if we need to get into any more details. I, about I that. think, I think we, pretty, we both set our piece on that. Yeah, well covered it. Um, and and again, it was okay. Like like we kind of said in the preview, 
it was okay for Rollins to lose because he was protected by the briefcase. Mm-hmm. Whether he cashed in on this night or not, it, you know, you can beat him like a drum until he cashes in that briefcase. So it was the right on a show full of questionable finishes. Okay. I think the first two matches got the finishes right. Okay. Right. Absolutely. Now we're going to get into territory <laughs> where they did not get a bunch of finishes. Right. And this is this is actually a funny point. I had a uh, one of my buddies who's kind of not not really a big wrestling fan or whatever. He goes, "This is really good." I, he said, "Isn't there supposed? To, didn't you say there was a bunch of old guys on this?" And I said, "Oh, it's going to get slow soon." So just because uh, he's like, "Wow, this is really good," and everybody's really into this. And I said, "Yeah, it's it's going to get weird here in a little bit." So just uh, have a little patience, and and it it got a little weird for a while. Yeah, because next was Sting and Triple H. Which, um, perhaps, perhaps I am overrating this match because I'll tell you, for me, this was the complete opposite of the ladder match with the ladder match, which I, you know, graded what I graded it based on effort and work rate. This match, which I gave three and a half stars, I graded not on effort and work rate, but rather look, man, once that NWO music hit. (laughs) <laughs> my brain went off and I just it wasn't even good at that though. I just I just had fun with this and to me this is this is look Wrestlemania is about the spectacle it's about uh surprises and it, it did look I just had I sat back I, I turned off my critical eye and I just had fun watching this match and and that's what it was for me and the other thing is too you have zero emotional attachment to Sting whatsoever right I, and especially his allegiance to uh, Scott Hall, Hulk Hogan, and none Kevin. None of that Madison. made sense. Okay? <laughs> right. None of it made sense, but that's why it was just so silly that I couldn't – I didn't. But if you're tapping into the nostalgic fan and the, the fan of 20 years ago, you might want to at least like kind of do what they did in I, 20 I years ago. I totally get that. Like, I'm not look. I'm not disputing that. No, I, I got and you. I, and yeah, I no, understand it. Nothing for me. And I get it if people didn't like the match for those reasons. But at some point during this match, I just said to myself, D- "Do I really give a fuck about logic right now?" Scott yeah. Hall's out there taking backdrops. Do I give a shit? That was pretty crazy. Do I, do yeah, I care that's... if it's logical? This is crazy. This is insane. This is fun. You know, it's sometimes you know we watch this shit to have fun, don't we? I mean, at yeah. the end of the day, um, this wasn't meant to be high art. This wasn't you know. Um, this wasn't Tanahashi and Okada telling a dramatic emotional story at Wrestle Kingdom 9, and I didn't treat it as such. Would I blast somebody who gave this a dud rating? Absolutely not. Would I blast somebody who gave this four stars? Absolutely not. I think you can be all over the board with a match like this, depending on how you chose to view it. It's all how you translate it and how you exactly found it. I, to me, I was just kind of like, okay, I'm done with it. You guys can go, all go away now and, look, <laughs> and not matter. And but usually I am a grumpy curmudgeon about stuff yeah. like this, but I just, I just said, ah, fuck it. This is just wacky. And I'm just going to sit here and enjoy it for the wackiness that it is. And, and the fact, and like I said, you have no emotional attachment to Sting. I don't really have an, look, he was never one of my favorite wrestlers either, but like I kind of said on the shows leading up to this, I did kind of mark out for the idea of Sting in a WWE ring. I enjoyed that. On some level, that worked for me, seeing him in a WWE ring for the first time. And look, I thought he looked okay in the match for a 50-year-old guy. I, you know, I thought he showed some fire. I loved when he no-sold that ne- – where Triple H gave him that knee to the face and he no-sold it and he did the chest-pounding thing. I, I popped for that. I, had, I yeah. thought that was a lot of fun. You know, uh, look, you know, sometimes this shit is just meant to be fun. I enjoyed that no-sell spot. I thought his work was fine. The match was really starting to drag and get ugly. 
It got yeah. It, those guys came out at the right time. Exactly. I was about to really get. I mean, it, it almost seemed like they were like, "All right, now, now, now." Like, yes, this thing's, it, this thing's dying. Just go. You were so right about that. Right at the point where that music hit is where the match was really starting to drag and get ugly. So, and then it got goofy at the end with breaking the sledgehammer in half, and then it became a Vince McMahon, you know, jack off fest. That was kind of annoying. Yeah. And why, where was Ric Flair? Why did Ric Flair not come out? Ah, who knows? I mean, because but- then he was in the next because we we're all like everybody here was like, OK, Flair's got to come out now. Right. Because, be like Flair, the guy st- that- because Flair stood up for Sting on Raw a few weeks ago, too. Exactly. So we're like, OK, this has got to be where Ric Flair comes in. Then Ric Flair does. And we're like, OK, must not be there. And then he's in the next goddamn segment backstage. We're like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. So he's there and you don't like uh, yeah. whatever. But I mean, you know, they symbolically had to have Triple H score the pin. I mean, it's like- right. Because WCW is now officially dead, Joe. So Which, what mean- were your favorite memories of WCW, and Joe? None of it made sense. because. <laughs> <laughs> the week before, Sting said himself, said it's not like "I'm that, not yeah. fight." He said uh, his his exact words were, "I'm not fighting for WCW because that would be silly." Fifteen years later, that's what he said. <laughs> the guy in the match said that. So look, I'm not uh, defending this match from the standpoint of the of, of storyline or a pure sense. fun. Yeah, I, I, I get. Or it. the fi- the finish was absurd. I mean, Sting needed to win this. I mean, but Vince's ego is such. Yeah, you can't have WCW. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it would, <laughs> It'd be ludicrous. would anyone have thought different of the war if Sting won someone, this stupid match? I mean, give me a minute. Joe, what, might, what someone might do is go and seek out a service that has all of WCW's pay-per-views and, and TV shows or something. You can't have that. I mean, you can't get eyeballs away from your product. So Yeah, why would you want to put over Sting when he's, <laughs> when he's on, you know, half of the pay-per-views on, on the network you're trying to sell? Why would you do that? Uh, but yeah, so, you know, it's, look, th- this match, any, you know, I'm not ripping anybody. You can be any where you want on that match so um utterly absurd but to me look i had fun with it so anything else to add about sting triple h Nah, i got nothing uh the divas match which was um to me it was the worst match on the show but that doesn't mean it was a bad match um this was just a show that didn't have any bad stuff on it so yeah i agree it it was fine it just it it never really got into another gear and it it was just kind of there for the most part and they didn't have a ton of i mean they had a decent amount of time but it it was i I don't know if that was ever going to be i one of the prevailing thoughts from everybody that was watching it with me was and even guys that were like why is this not a is this a title match or what's going on i was like no no it's just a random tag match like i think a lot of people would have preferred either a four-way or just a straight up divas title match or whatever but either way it it, what was it going to really do i mean people had these wild expectations you know give divas a chance It, it was on this show, it was always going to be sort of the lower tier of, of matches. Let's let's be honest. Look, it, so. was, it was just a match, and, uh, right. and it was fine. And it was fine. There was nothing wrong with it. They got look. They got more time than they've gotten in past years. That's for sure. It got treated more seriously. Well, they almost they almost got bumped off the show. So that's... I didn't read the Observer yet. So yeah, the Observer said that they um, and of, of course, I mean we can kind of whatever but yeah Dave basically said that it was between that and the tag match they were going to bump and Vince wanted to bump the Divas match and then someone was kind of like uh let's not do that and, and now now look all right I, you know people are going to get on my case I don't I don't care anymore but I would have bumped the Divas match I mean the the, the the tag match had you know much more potential to be you know a better match. yeah but I, I get it from a PR standpoint uh, yeah so the, you know they had to do that they had yeah you're right they can't not after all this give Divas a chance stuff they couldn't knock it from the show not after being so transparent about it and saying, you know, hey, you know, watch or, you know, if, if Vince doesn't go out there and tweet, oh, you know, start watching or whatever. Or we promise or oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, they kind of set themselves up. For You're right. Too, they so. boxed themselves into a corner. They had to, they had to leave it on the show. Um, Cena Rusev, uh, another match, which to me, the finish was absurd. Um, Agreed. You, you, look, we, we talked about it in the preview. There was no reason for Cena to win. Um, Cena's Teflon at this point. 
Cena could lose. You know, he's Shawn Michaels. Remember when Shawn Michaels was Teflon? Didn't matter how much he lost. Shawn Michaels lost to, to Lance Cade on TV. Right? For God's sake. And, yeah, right. Um, you know, at, at some point, these guys become Teflon, and it doesn't matter. And Cena's at that point. And this was not the right way to end Rusev undefeated streak. No, it, it was on a whimper. It, the whole thing was kind of, and I didn't really even particularly like the match all that much. I don't know what your thoughts were. I gave were. it I, three. I thought it was okay. I mean, I gave it two and a half. I had bigger, I had way higher so expectations for this Absolutely. guy. It was just not there. It just didn't, I, I don't know what it was, but it just, nothing ever got going in that. It just, I, and, and a lot of it was, I, I, I thought Cena was particularly bad here and he's been pretty good for me lately, but yeah, this, this Cena was, was not just, good in this match. He was terrible. He was really. He was I don't know just, if I'd say he was terrible. I don't know if I'm going to go as far as you, but he wasn't good in the match. I he wasn't good. I think he actively dragged it down. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I, I, I really I do. And, and, that's, and this is coming from a guy who last month thought he was was great in the match. I, I don't know what happened here. It just didn't. It didn't. Uh, didn't click. And yeah, I, I'm right with you. I mean, once that video package came out and they're showing 9/11 and Iwo Jima, it's like okay, he's not losing this. I, they're not going to have America. You know what I love? I love how all the president clips were Republicans. Wasn't that awesome? Well, GW. Uh, there was a, there. Obama got in. Oh, there Obama snuck in, but yeah, GW. You had no the, Clinton. Uh, no Clinton. Yeah, no, Reagan. No Clinton, a lot of Reagan. No Clinton. They had the they no had Clinton. the balls to throw GW in there. You had yeah. <laughs> both 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 Bushes. Both Georges. They they had tons of Reagan. Which, Harry Truman. Yeah. <laughs> Dwight D Eisenhower. Like, Is Eisenhower? No, what was Eisenhower? Was he? Uh, so it's like now I have no problem. Eisenhower was a Democrat. I have he? no problem with the Ra- Reagan. Okay, I, I don't I don't inject politics into this show much. I don't vote anymore because nobody represents me. I am a uh, old school Republican, the likes of which no longer exist. I want nothing to do with these religious fanaticals who call themselves the Republican Party uh, in 2015. So I, you know, I I'm almost embarrassed to to call myself a Republican. I don't vote for any of them, but I love me some Ronnie Reagan. I didn't mind. <laughs> Seeing my boy Ronnie, okay, what they need to do is get some Barry Goldwater in there, except he wasn't a president, so they were never going to do that, because just like you can't credit the ring announcer with anything with this Justin Roberts stuff that came Oh, topical. (laughs) Topical references. You know Vince is never going to credit a guy who lost a presidential election in one of his videos, so, but yeah, you know, they, 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 it, it was... Funny how there was no Clinton. Uh, you know. I I looked it up. Dwight, Dwight D. Eisenhower was a Democrat, so you got him. Briefly. Yeah, Eisenhower was a Democrat, yeah. But uh, I'm surprised there was no Kennedy because uh, Vince looks up. So there was a little Kennedy. Was there, there was Kennedy? a little Kennedy. Vince looks yeah, up there was a little bit of Kennedy. Can he a big Kennedy yeah, fan? Little... Isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. The story goes. Mr. Mr. Kennedy in particular. <laughs> right, no, that, wasn't that the story, though? Someone said to Mr. Kennedy, they said, look, you can't be Mr. Anderson because Vince associates the name Anderson with Southern wrestling. So you need a new name. And what someone suggested to him was you should be Mr. Kennedy. Because that's Vince's middle name, and he had, and, and he's a big uh, uh, President Kennedy mark. So that's how they came up with that. That's how he came up with that name to appeal mm-hmm. to Vince. Yeah. So I, so he's a big fan of Kennedy. Had a little MLK in there too. I know Vince loves MLK as well. So I, you know, he's got to throw that in there. But the, the Kennedy, and you know, Kennedy. Let me tell you something about Kennedy. You want to talk more politics? If if Kennedy was alive today, he'd be a Republican. The way if you look at his stances on things and his policies, he'd be a Republican. So it's funny how things turn. You know, the Democrats also used to be the party that were like anti-civil rights. 
you know, all those old Democrats who just, who, you know, all those old Democrats in Congress who finally like died in the nineties. This is the lowest our podcast those, ever been, those, but go on. Yeah. Keep going. You know, all those old crusty 90 year old Democrats who were around yeah, in the fifties yeah. and sixties, all those guys were like anti civil rights. And it's like the party swung at some point, you know? Oh, it's always, it's done that numerous the times too. You, you look at the 1800s or whatever, and you, you get confused in class. Cause you sort of assume, yeah, okay. Yeah. The Democrats love it. You know, <laughs> love people and the Republicans love money. And it wasn't always that you, you know what I mean? Like it was, it was, you, you, you're in history class and it confuses the shit out of you. Cause you're like, you forget like who's what or whatever, you know, like Abe Lincoln or whatever. Like you, you forget that. Oh shit. Yeah. Republicans. Yeah, it, the ideal <laughs> yeah, like, is always, always, do, yeah. you know, you know, they rotate between the two parties all the time. That's why I say, I don't know. I don't like any of these Republicans now. And I'll, I'll and the Democrat the two party system is what I say. I, you know? And I, you know, and I, I, I don't relate to the democratic party at all. I mean, I, I relate to the democratic party today less than I ever have. I mean, they're all a bunch of fucking nuts and the Republicans were all a bunch of religious fanaticals. And why are we talking about this? I, I said uh, this is the lowest point our, so, our, our pockets ever so, had. We're, we're on a time crunch and we're talking about Abe Lincoln and politics so, here. What the so, hell are we doing? So Cena Rusev, okay, this is why the this is why the finish <laughs> didn't work. Number one, Cena is Teflon. He can lose. It doesn't matter. Rusev should have beat him again. Look, Cena was the wrong guy to end the streak. He doesn't need the rub of beating Rusev. No, it makes no sense. Yeah. I mean, r- the guy that should beat Rusev was Roman Reigns. I mean, you know, someone who's who's been following wrestling for six months could have told you that the guy who should have beaten Rusev was Roman Reigns. I mean, come on. If that the goal is to build Roman Reigns as your top guy, he should have taken down Rusev, not Cena. And the other thing about it was the finish was so fucking flat. You know, oh, yeah, it, yeah. The, the bump of, the, of Lana getting bumped off the ring apron and then just comes finish. back and then over and done. It was a oh. raw finish oh. all the way. Yeah. <laughs> it was a raw match and a raw finish, the way the match was structured, the way the finish came off. And now, look, I understand Lana taking the, her, the bump for the first time is kind of a big deal. People who were there live tell me that the crowd responded to it. It did not come off well on TV. It came off it like was flat. No it was super flat yeah. live. Yeah, right. Came off flat. Came off like the bump didn't mean anything. So it didn't come across on t- uh, you know, on uh, on the pay per view, and the whole thing just felt flat. And it felt like the wrong guy won. Not a good finish on a show full of bad finishes. This was one of them. So, um, do you have anything else to add, or do you have any? Uh, no, any more? That, this was. Do you have, do you have, do you have any political different. rants to go on while we're? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, another show when we have more time. I'll I'll go on. But all right. So uh, I don't know where I stand. In. Actually, I re- you know I don't I just don't I don't, I don't vote for any of them. I'm the guy who doesn't vote anymore. I just I can't I, I can't deal with any of them. They're all they're all they're all garbage. Uh, Undertaker Bray Wyatt. Now, the big thing here was are they going to come out during daylight? Which I think anybody who understands how a clock works knew that they weren't. Gonna... <laughs> and people arguing with me. No, no, no. They'll hold it off. Okay, what? How hold long is this WrestleMania way? going? Yeah, yeah is this going <laughs> like, to be a seven-hour show? I mean, I was like, what are they going to do? Sit there in the ring and go, oh, we got to wait like 20 minutes. The sun's going down. We'll have Undertaker come out in 20 minutes. Like, I was telling people, no, it's going to be over at, f- at 7. Like, the sun comes out at 7.30. The show's over at 6.30. I don't think But it... I kept having people go, no, no, they'll hold it off. They'll wait. They'll do it. Yeah. They're not going to have him come out. I was like, you can't. Okay, all right, you're whatever. Arguing, I just... You're arguing against the way the sun works. Yeah, I was like, I know how the sun works. Yeah, I understand. Like, um, I didn't think that the daylight. Ended. I understand the Earth's rotation. I, I, there's no way to get this around you. I don't know what to tell you, sir. But yeah, I, I didn't think the daylight entrance hurt Wyatt. I did think it hurt the Undertaker entrance. It did, a yes. lot. I mean, this was just a standard Undertaker entrance. It didn't, you know. But, but the Wyatt entrance, it didn't hurt. I like the Scarecrow thing. That was cool. Um, the match itself, look, it was this, it was a match. It wasn't bad. I know some people thought it was bad, which is fine. I could see why you would think it was a bad match. Again, I just thought this was an, a perfectly average match. 
Um, yeah. I, and I mean, you know, I, I, it's debatable again, is another finish where it's highly debatable whether the right guy won. Yeah. I, I, well, <laughs> in, in, in retrospect, after you have Sting lose, then now I would say, okay, because it, it, it's a big difference for me. If you're going to have Sting win and the idea is, hey, let's have Sting take her next year, then it makes sense to have Taker win. But if Sting loses, now you're kind of – now it's it, – what if they are going to do that match, which I have no idea if they are. I'm just kind of spitballing there. If they do that, what, what's the build there? Or, or is this just the done, Sting's done and that was it? And then it's like, well, what benefit? I, yeah, I don't get a benefit of, of Undertaker winning. I really think – I think it works better of him losing. And then maybe he comes out there, and you have somebody call him out next year. I don't know who the hell it is or whatever, and say, "Look, you need to stop because you you, you know you can't win anymore. You were the guy who couldn't lose at WrestleMania, and now you can't win. Just go away. You'll retire, get leave, or whatever. And then you know you can put a career on the line or something like that, and you could win the final one in Texas, and that's it or whatever. Like that's now what are you gonna do? Now it's like, well, you won one, you lost one. Uh, you know, it's like we talk about the even Stephen booking that they do. This is they just did even Stephen booking with Undertaker, and now like, what's the motivation next year to see him again? They like, should have done that match this year. They, yep. they should have done it this year, and I maybe they don't even want to do that match. I don't. That's yeah. I don't know. I think we're kind of doing like the same thing with the AJ Styles face turn. I think we all assume that that's the match they want to do, but I don't know that they do. Well, I, like, I'll tell you, it should have been the match they wanted to do. Yes. I mean that that's the match that that that, that to me that could have made an appreciable difference. I, I you know. It, but I don't even know if that's the direction they're going. But like you said, if you have one lose, then you might as well have both of them lose, and you might as well give Wyatt the big win. But I, look, I don't know if Undertaker's ever going to wrestle again. I don't know if Sting is ever going to wrestle again. And I don't even know if they're going to wrestle. You know, if they both come back and do the show next year, I mean, geez, you've got to do the match, right? I mean, you have to. I, oh, yeah, it'd be a no-brainer. I mean, here's the thing, too. You know, do they do something else with Sting between now and then? I mean, he's talking about that, you know, the Triple H match being his last match, but we all know that that's just words and it means nothing. Um, you know, do they do something with them at SummerSlam? Do they do something? Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. He's, he's a weird character that, yeah, I don't I don't really understand why he's even in this universe. You, you know, and he doesn't even really it's seem so to, weird. Yeah, he doesn't it's really like, seem it, to have an ego. I don't think he really cares whether he wins these matches. No, no, I don't think he I don't think shit. he really cares whether he ever wrestles again. He, he just, but not to imply that he didn't, I thought he put in his effort was fine. Oh, absolutely. No, I, no, no, no. You know, his effort all the way through has been fine. I thought his promo on Raw was excellent. The one, the raw before WrestleMania, um, I thought he really gave an excellent promo on that show. Agreed. So um, I don't know, but you could argue whether this was the right finish or not. The thing is, I'm not passionate about this because I don't give a single fuck about either one of these characters. I don't. No, and I, well, no, I'm with you too, and 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 the crowd agreed with you as well. I mean, I think that was one of the prevailing thoughts of this is that it was pin drop there and and like there was like respectful cheers for undertaker here and there but for the most part man you look at a guy who his matches were just off the chart heat magnets this was nothing nobody cared when nobody cared if he lost nobody cared if when he hit what move like it was it was dead in there like there was nothing in there that would have and it could have been a result of you know stuff going on in the show prior but yeah nobody cared about this i don't care about him i don't care about why and i'll tell you what needs to go to along with the money in the bank and ladder matches okay i'll tell you one more thing that needs to go undertaker in the tombstone and then acting shocked when the guy kicks out everybody kicks out of the tombstone who hasn't kicked out of that tombstone every wrestlemania his opponent kicks out of the tombstone why does he? yeah there's there, uh, there's been about 30 of them kicked out why does he look five? surprised so. i mean he acts like he's he's in total shock the thing gets kicked out of every wrestling <laughs> triple h kicked out of the tombstone a million times Shawn michaels kicked out of the tombstone a million times why did, why didn't he think that Wyatt was gonna kick out of the tombstone <laughs> that is like the the least protected move ever now every wrestlemania you can count on it someone's kicking out of that tombstone so that wasn't even dramatic i I don't think there was a single person in that building 
who didn't think Wyatt was kicking out of that tombstone? Yeah, no, no, no. There was there was nothing. So. The drama was was dead in this one. Yeah. And then the main event, uh, we talked about it at length. I, I I don't know if we have to get into that anymore, but I guess we can talk about the Rock, Ronda Rousey, Triple H, Stephanie thing. Yeah, you I think mean, of that? it does nothing for me. Um, I don't really care about the rock i don't care about i would have preferred to be 35 minutes less than it was but that's, that's all right look is it gonna help business next year they have to fill up a hundred thousand seats I, I have no problem with well, they can just make it they can just make the number up if they want like they did for this one now what what, what are you saying what, are you what insinuating did, what did they announce 72 000? uh 76, 76 000, something something jumbled numbers, what they really but, do like 64 uh 65 i think was, was dave said somewhere between 60 and 65 i don't know if he ever came to a conclusion about three thousand. No, they, they had to do at least more than the super bowl will do in january at least whatever the super bowl could at max do they had to do a little bit more than that so right which in reality, they're not even going to touch that. But I mean, they did like three thousand. There was like three thousand empty seats, right? Wasn't that the word? I think so. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I don't know if I necessarily saw those, but yeah, that's. I mean, that's look, it's it's the, they're going to have to fill a hundred thousand seats. I don't have a problem with them booking the Rock for that show. I don't have a problem. No, no, God, you have to book. I don't the Rock have for that show. a problem Absolutely. with them doing something with Rousey on that show. I, but I mean, do is it something that's going to get me excited? No, I mean, I don't. I really couldn't possibly care less about ronda rousey her three jobbers and the four horsewomen <laughs> the rock who i mean or i mean i don't know i it's, it's i don't know doesn't do a ton for me um the the segment itself i thought i mean it, it didn't bore me um i was okay it was interesting um i i don't i don't know i don't have strong opinions about that segment uh, or or the fact that you know they're gonna try to you know, no matter what they do whether it's a mixed tag or whether it's uh, uh, you know, The Rock versus Triple Eight or Rousey versus Steph. I don't know what they're going to do. Maybe The Rock versus Brock Lesnar. Who knows? But, um, you know, I don't know. It's None of it is, is particularly um, enthralling to me. Yeah, I, I get why it's done, and, and that's why I don't have a complaint with it. This is this is something that that got them, and I get why. I mean, of of all the things we talk about, where they do just dumb things that don't that they think is going to get a mainstream publicity, you know, the guest hosts and all those stuff, and having you know Jeremy Piven out there talking about Summerfest or whatever. Like this is one that legit makes a lot of sense. You get those ESPN people. You get, you, you know, they they were covered on ESPN like regularly. They were on news. I mean, I, this is one that I get. I get why you get the top star from UFC or you know top female star from UFC. Same way I get like the stick in the comments at sports realm i hate when they get or stick in the sports realm i hate when it's like here's random entertainment show guy and it's like no one from that no one who watches sirens is gonna watch raw because the guy from sirens is on raw you, you know what i mean like no one's gonna do that but people will watch i mean i, I think people would generally see ronda rousey compete in, in a wrestling ring next year or whatever if they're ufc fans i really do but that those are the ones that make sense so when it was maybe it wasn't for me like you said because i don't care about ufc but when i saw it happening i saw the rock and i saw rally it was like okay that's fine i get why it's happening and, and more power to them they need to fill that arena next year, so do whatever you can. Personally, look, I, when it comes to WrestleMania, I think they can. I think, I think they they're they're going to sell sixty thousand tickets right off the top. It doesn't matter what they book on the show. I think the name WrestleMania draws sixty thousand fans, give or take. Um, but yeah, if if you want to draw ninety to a hundred thousand fans, I do believe you have to do something special. You have to yeah. do several. Spe- they're they're not popular enough to fill that building just on the strength of the name of wrestlemania so and who knows maybe that's why they held off sting and undertaker to make that part of that package 
Yeah, and that, that's what that, I mentioned that I think a few weeks ago is that that might be the the okay, this is the dream match or whatever, which makes the booking on this show even more kind of weird. Right. But, but then, there and, you go. And again, that, well, that, WCW can't win, Joe. WCW cannot yeah. win. We cannot have that that Southern wrestling company beat the media conglomerate that is World Wrestling Entertainment. Yeah, that so. makes the loss look even worse. Than <laughs> that's what they do. You know, you figure you want Sting going into that hot, but who knows? Overall, now um, I think there was a lot of people going way too apeshit over this show the night of the show oh people calm down yeah that the the best mania ever was 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 bad that that was not come on I, you know best <laughs> forget best mania ever there was one of the best wwe shows ever <laughs> one of the best wrestling shows ever um there was some crazy hype and even dave Meltzer himself you know was part of that and and, and dave recanted that he said watching the show back on the pay-per-view, you know, he got wrapped up in the live aspect of it. And look, I get that because I don't know about you. I tend to overrate everything that I watch live oh, yeah, in yeah. the building well, because you're you're in you're you're swept up in the moment and and Oh yeah, you're with people. No, I mentioned too, like that the, the Orton Rollins match. Like I'm I'm doing that for our match of the month countdown. I'm gonna rewatch that. I'm probably gonna not like it anywhere near as much as I did, but I was in a room full of eight people that were hyped up and screaming every time something happened. That helps you. I mean, that really, really helps. Now I'm going to watch it here knowing what's going to happen. I'm probably going to not like it nearly as much Yeah. because I'm sitting by myself on some random, you know, afternoon or something. And I'm going to watch it. I'm going to go, oh, yeah, I don't know. It was OK. Like, like it's a total difference live versus just kind of watching by yourself or watching, you know, away from the moment, too. That's another thing that I get. A lot of the New Japan shows I watch spoiled and I watch, you know, the next morning or whatever. And they don't connect with me. Where, whereas if I'm watching live with people, you know, on Twitter, everyone's talking about it. I'm watching it live. I know I'm watching it live. That's a big difference. Unspoiled. Yeah, you don't know the that's huge. Yeah. Right. That's huge. Whereas, yeah, when you're there live, I mean, live is a, a totally different experience. You're with people. You're in the moment. You understand, you know, the context of them. I mean, everything is there. You're hearing you're hearing stuff that might not come up on, on, on TV or whatever. You're, you know, there's a big difference. Huge difference. Yeah, the drama is a huge thing for me when I'm watching wrestling. I Spoiled wrestling is never as good for me as as unspoiled wrestling. But but I mean, yeah. So I and I think. People did calm down and come out of that tree, I think, as the week went on. Look, this was a perfectly good show. This was an excellent WrestleMania. A very good WrestleMania. Yeah. And, and this, Top 10 mania. And this, Easy. and this was a fun show start to finish with the atmosphere, with the fact that there were no bad matches. But I'll tell you what, from that, from, you know, after the Sting Triple H match, you could include that if you thought that was shit. All the way through until Lesnar reigns, there was a lot of dragging going on on this show but from the divas the scene of rusev and the taker wyatt and then the, the concert or whatever it was okay oh yeah yeah Forgot there about was that. a lot of stuff you know this show was starting to get a little listen if that main event didn't deliver i think people, it was getting long in the tooth and that main event blew everybody if away the main event didn't was... deliver there would have been a lot of different perceptions of the show because the show yeah if, if reigns hits a, it hits two fists and pins them and it's over in you know 10 15 minutes or whatever yeah we're we're uh, we're, we're definitely we're going from best mania ever to one of the worst you, you know like really not a great mania other than i mean that that main event and that's that's why i think it's that special is that the hype that people were giving it immediately following i, I a lot of that was because they were just so enthralled with that main event i think the main event had you know here's what contributed to that sort of buzz uh, the show ended with a tremendous main event with a with a with the cool finish with the money in the bank thing. Um, the show wildly exceeded expectations because everyone thought the yes. show was going to stink. So I thought that contributed to it, and the fact that nothing was truly bad on the show. So there was nothing that you can point to and say, "Oh, I really hated that." 
Yeah, so, and that's I always talk about how much I love events like that. And that's why I would consider this probably a top ten mania, and I'd have to kind of go back and do a ranking. But it could be maybe maybe in the in the top five or whatever. Because for me, I always love events where nothing is bad. I like you know, I, and, and yeah, there are some where I love when it's a really really awesome match or whatever. But as a term of a, a show that I enjoy watching, I like ones where everything's above average to good. Yeah, I mean. Where nothing is skippable. There was nothing in here that I would, if I went back and watched, obviously I would skip like the concert or whatever, but the matches, I, I, I you know, nothing was like, nothing was, you know, ruining your sensibility. Nothing was, was hurting the sensibilities or anything. It was, it was, everything was good. It was okay. Yeah. There was just a, you know, but, but there was too many questionable finishes and too much average stuff to call this one of the great shows of all time. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. that's just crazy talk. I'm not even positive. It was the best show of the weekend. Let alone one of the, uh, <laughs> right, yeah. let alone one of the, and, and look, I like the show. I enjoy the I'd show. I'd probably put it as the best of the weekend, but, but it, it would have contenders. It's not a runaway. If it's going to be the it's best arguable. WWE show ever. Yeah. If it's, if it's going to be the best WWE show ever, there shouldn't be any argument. Yeah. It would whatsoever. be without a doubt the best show. I mean, you could argue it wasn't the best show of the weekend, which you shouldn't be able to do that if you're calling this one of the best shows of all time. So, I mean, that's just crazy talk. Um, as far as the best mania of all time, you're a better person to break that down than me. I don't even remember half of these manias to be completely honest. There's some manias where I haven't even seen every match. I don't remember every mania. I'm not one of these guys. Like if you said, Joe, what'd you think of WrestleMania 18? I couldn't name one match off of WrestleMania. <laughs> oh, yes, you could. I'd have to look it up. I don't know the numbers and what matches were on them. I have no I clue. I want you to try. I want you to try. What's your best guess of one match from WrestleMania 18? Rich, I don't have a clue. 18? Just just give me a guess. Yeah, don't look it up. I, just I, picked a, I won't look it up. I picked a random okay. number. I mean, I can, yeah, I can count back because this one was – you don't want me to do that though, right? Because this was – No, that's that's terrible radio. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 Take a wild guess. Uh, something with The Rock? I don't know. 18. Uh, yes, there was something with The Rock. Uh, yeah. 18. What was it? Was it the first Houston? No. Was that 17? That was 17. That was 17. Uh, 17 yeah. was the first Houston. So was 18 Seattle or was that 19? Nope. That was nice. Rich, I don't know. I, I Toronto. Toronto. Okay, so 18 was Toronto. So that's Rock Hogan. and. Yep. All right. I would have never known that. I And people like you don't win world titles, and then, oh, wait, you don't win. <laughs> the old, uh, the greatest okay, okay. team buildup ever. <laughs> okay, yeah. Like, for example, if you would have said, what mania was Triple H uh, Booker T? I would have no clue. Then you would know. I, no. Okay. Oh, no, you would have, I, I, I have no clue. Yeah. I'm just terrible right, at that. Out. I don't. My mind doesn't work that way. I. But yet there's people. You can go WrestleMania 19. They'll give you the whole fucking card. Like, yeah, I could, I could do most of it. That's why I say you – Rey Mysterio, Matt Hardy. Opener, I don't even opener. remember that that match existed. That, <laughs> that's good. a WrestleMania match, Rey Mysterio, Matt Hardy? It is. I don't remember it's that. It's very good actually. Maybe I never saw it. I don't know. What city was that? Yeah, 19 is great. That's Seattle. 19 is a great card. Seattle. I, re- I remember watching. Kurt Angle, Brock Lesnar, main event. I remember that. Rock Austin, the last Rock Austin. I remember that. I didn't like it that much. Jericho, Shawn Michaels. I remember that. Why don't I remember this Matt Hardy Ray Mysterio match? I don't know. I mean, it was only like eight minutes or something. But... I have no recollection of that match. I remember all those other matches. I don't know. I'm not the I'm not the remember mania guy. I don't. <laughs> maybe as a guy, look, I've ne- I, I haven't been passionate about WWE since I was 12. I'm the wrong right, guy, yeah. so it doesn't resonate with me like it does with other people, and especially that era. In that era, I was so checked out of that company. I was basically <laughs> where that was my, you know, that was my wheel. yes, so, and I was just watching Mania was like all I was watching, and like Raw when I was home. You know what I mean? Like, I, so it's just not my bag. So you'd be the better one to say historically where this Mania would rank against other Manias. I would have to sit down and take a look at all the cards and really think about it. But you can give a better ballpark for people where you think this one falls. 
Yeah, I would I would say, and, and and I've been sort of wrestling with it, and I would probably have to really kind of look at stuff and, and, and go back. But I've watched, I've rewatched a lot of the manias. I would say top five, or if not, it'd be right in that cusp, maybe you know, five, six, seven, somewhere in that range. Absolutely top ten. No doubt it'd be in the top ten. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Top five, top five is always tough. Definitely not the best, and, and definitely not even the top three, I would say. My my favorite ever is 17. Uh, and then I enjoyed 22 and then maybe 19 or whatever. I'd, I'd really have to go back. But it, I'll, I'll give it a top five, top six, somewhere in that range. Yeah. You know what I was thinking, too? One more quick thought about the ladder match, which I wasn't all that thrilled about. What I was thinking when I was watching the ladder match is if you take, say, the first, I don't know, seven or eight WrestleManias, uh, you know, roundabout, seven, seven or eight Manias, that ladder match would probably be the best match on all of them except, oh, God. except maybe like three Obviously. Even then, even if you if you go back to and I still love Steamboat and Savage. I think that's a great, great, great match. It it it's it, as the years go on, it kind of loses a little bit it, for me, and and that's only it's because not holding up but, it, it's not holding up completely, and it's not supposed to. But dear, dear God, when you look at it uh, uh, compared to whatever else is on that card, it's that matches. It blows your mind when you're like, good God, like, and this is like '87 is still like that's still WWF, you know. New York style work where it's like, you know, Butch Reed with a headlock and then, you know, Greg Valentine. And, and it's just like bad, like terrible, terrible stuff. And then you see that and it's just like, oh, you understand why in that moment people were just blown away by that. Well, but yeah, over over time, which if, but if you, if, it's almost like you take show, that it's almost like standards. This, well, that's the point I'm going to make. I'm going back to yeah. that. If you I mean, it's so obvious to me that wrestling progresses and that standards evolve. If you take that ladder match, put it in a fucking time machine and plop it on any of the first seven, eight, nine WrestleManias. They would have them all burned, though. They would that, have them burned. That ladder match. Because they, would be, they wouldn't understand what they were doing. That would be yeah. considered one of the greatest matches in the history of wrestling. I have no doubt of that. It would blow away 99% of the matches that occurred on the first eight or nine WrestleManias. Or just go 10, make it a round number. Um, you know, uh, 10 stuff. Because you, you got Bret Hart, the Heart match, which was yeah, and awesome. the, and the ladder match. Yeah, the 10's really a, a so, real, two really good, you know like, saying? historically, would, even time. So we'll cut it off at nine. That's fair. Okay, it's better. What about that Tatanka Shawn Michaels? It's better than time. just about every single match. If you're if you're just plopping it into that context, it blows everything away on those shows. How people can argue against the idea that wrestling is constantly evolving and progressing is asinine to me. I <laughs> I can't let it go. I have to. We're not going to get into it. it. We're not. No. Moving on. How many of the matches on this show would be the best match on just about any of the first nine WrestleManias? I mean, you know, the ladder match for sure. Orton Rollins would be in that kind Oh, Orton Rollins. The Lesnar Reigns match is better than anything on the Well, that's a different universe. That's a different universe. That's, yeah. That that one's a different. And and, and we're just saying that a lot of these matches are. That tag team four way, the pre show opener is the best match on the first nine WrestleManias other than maybe, maybe Savage Steamboat. Because if you put that tag match opener, if you, like I said, if you just plop it into that context and let people from 1987 watch it, I bet you they think that was better than Savage Steamboat. Man, am I going to get some shit for that? But I think I honestly believe that because we, the, the standards have just re- free. Let's just move on. I, yeah. I think people get the gist of this. Well, speaking of standards evolving, Timothy Thatcher was a big uh, <laughs> was a big talk of the weekend and. Uh, uh, of yeah, people on Dave Meltzer putting him over huge. He was he was a a real. He was getting huge reactions throughout people. Obviously, a very polarizing guy on this show. Um, 
you know, there are people that love him. He's a guy that gets tons of, uh, you know, wrestler of the year votes, match of the year votes from, from subsets of fans. If you haven't seen him before, very, uh, very kind of a throwback style, very grapple heavy, very ground game. Uh, a lot of submission stuff, very, very grounded, very, uh, maybe more, I won't say methodical, but a little, a little bit more of, of kind of a shoot style, uh, type of wrestler or whatever. Uh, this is weekend. He was featured in a lot. I mean, you, like we mentioned in our preview, he was on almost every card featured in a lot of those cards, big matches, big opponents. You were less than enthused. A lot of people thought, and, and, and I will, I will, in one way, I will sort of disagree on one match with you, but I, I thought by and large, what were your thoughts of Timothy Thatcher this weekend? Because he was a very polarizing figure throughout. I saw three Timothy Thatcher matches so far, and I haven't seen King of Indies yet. I'll watch that tonight. One of them was the best Timothy Thatcher match I've ever seen. I think we agree on that one. One of them was completely average and just just a match. And the third was one of the worst matches of the entire weekend. Maybe wow. the worst match. No, I take that back. All right, I don't want to give away the gimmick in my article. But yeah, don't do that. Let, let it's, them stay. It's, it's one of the three worst matches of the weekend. His third match. <laughs> so of all the matches that didn't end because some guy had a rib injury and they had to go to a terrible finish. Yeah, and, ma- and, and maybe yeah. one or two two others. But yeah, um, yeah. So I had them all over. The I'm place. sure Jekyll's the clown will do his best to, <laughs> to, to one, help you out of the list. One thing, one thing that I could say about Thatcher that I don't know if people completely comprehend because I get some vicious things tossed. You do. Yeah. He's a very, very polarizing And, and, and I don't understand why people team. are so vicious. I mean, you know, we got that. I'm going to stop saying his name, but we got that one complete idiot, you know, calling me ignorant. And it's like, I'm ignorant because I don't like a wrestling style that you like. Like, right. Yeah, we don't froth at the mouth when people say Ricochet sucks. Yeah, like we, Warren yeah, Taylor right. in his review was like, I hate Ricochet and, and Ricochet is one of my favorites. It's not like I said, Warren, you're an idiot. You're done. Don't review these shows anymore. I hate you. You know what I mean? I was like, Hey, Warren, it's not your bag. Like I met him the other weekend and we, we went to a show and I said, yeah, you don't like Ricochet. No, nah, I hate it. And I went, nah, yeah, I love it. Well, whatever. Really <laughs> That's it. Thing. Done. I, I don't, you know, I, I really can't argue about matches or wrestlers for very long before I get bored. Um, because at some point after you've made your case that something is good or bad and given your reasons, you're not the person's either, if they're not going to, if neither person is going to change their mind, you're done at that point. What is, I, right. I can't go on and on. I'm not going to argue the CZW fan about their style. Yeah, of wrestling. I mean, not my thing. I don't, I don't watch like it. it. If you, you love a guy getting, you know, yeah. if you love DDT or not, DDT, uh, if you love like big Japan death matches, Hey, that's cool. If you love light tubes and think that's really cool. Hey, have at it. I I'm good. I think they're terrible, but I'm not going to call you out for liking them. I, whatever. I, yeah. <laughs> like, I can't go 10 pages on a message board or for three years uh, going back and forth on Twitter about a match or a wrestler. Once I recognize that no one is turning the corner or changing their mind. Now with Thatcher, I think where people get confused, I think Timothy Thatcher is very good at what he does. Great at it. Absolutely. You perfect at the style he's trying you to know go. What? For. I, you're right. He's not very good at what he does. He's great at what he does. He's, yeah, he's elite. At he's that he's style. maybe the best. At, he's probably the best. Oh, he is. No, no, no doubt. Yeah, he is. He is. But here's the thing, and and this is really directed to people who who think I'm trolling them, or they think I'm just I'm being stubborn and digging my heels in. Let me make this very clear. I just don't like that style. What do you want right. from me? I watch all of these matches with a completely open mind. Watching Timothy Thatcher grapple fuck another it bores me i don't know what to tell you think this is what i'm going to say to these people think of a style of wrestling that bores you 
okay? You're not even if you can recognize that the people who partake in that style are good at what they're trying to do, you're never going to like it because it bores you. It bores me. The match that I thought was one of the worst matches of the weekend, of the entire weekend, was Thatcher Gulak from Evolve 39. Yeah, I'm right with you on that one. They they grappled for eight or nine minutes, and then a finish, someone locked on a sub, and that bored me to tears. I'd rather go outside and watch the traffic roll by. It does a zero for me. It's boring as fuck. Um, and, and what I said after I watched that match was, look, what I've come to realize is, no matter how open-minded I am about this style, it's not gonna happen. I'm yeah. never turning the corner on this. I simply don't like it. That's not me digging my heels in. That's not me. I, I got accused of, you don't want to like Timothy Thatcher now. So, now listen, <laughs> I never watch a wrestling match and not want to like it. Right. I just won't watch it if I don't think I'm going to like it. I have a million different wrestlers that I skip. And this, he's now, after this weekend, going to be one of them. Because I, I've, I've come to realize I just don't like it. And I'm never going to. And I was very patient with Thatcher. I, 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 I watched all of these matches with an open mind. I was way more patient with him than I am with others because I'm, I keep waiting to see what other people are seeing. And Rich, I'm never going to see it because yeah. it is what it is. I know his deal. He never changes it. It's the same shit every time. I've seen you seen one Thatcher match. You seen them all. And don't tell me about all these great brawls and and matches that he worked as a heel in front of 25 people against Jekyll's the Clown in some VFW hall in California. Look, I've not look. I'm talking about his big time matches. In Evolve or uh, you're, you're for, on these eye papers, he's always the same thing. And I, I just – I'm never turning the corner on this. The Gulak match was – look, and it wasn't bad. They were both good in the match. They both were good at what they were trying to right, do. Right, it's just not your – yeah, and, and I agree with you. I, I was done with that match, and I said, yeah, that was good Rich, for the style, I don't but what, I hate I don't, it. I'm done, yeah. I don't know what was more boring. The Thatcher Gulak match or the Gulak promo before the match. I real, I honestly, <laughs> was really I honestly bad. can't decide what I was more bored by. Gulak going in in a completely monotone voice, telling, "We are going to change wrestling. This is what wrestling is about. This is going to be the new style that dominated." And it, it went on good, forever. Like, listen, can, you should have Air Fox be his uh, his 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 pipe man. Which and, would and be great. Part of my problem with this stuff, and part of my problem with that match in particular. Okay, look. Can you give me one fucking high spot? One? And I'm not asking a lot. And don't sit here and tell me, and look, I know the difference between a high spot and a flashy high spot. That match didn't even have a fucking high spot. Okay, it, 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 can you give me something to see? My yeah, well, and, and you know what? They don't necessarily, and that's the thing. I think this is the issue that they were coming into with a lot of stuff. And, and and yeah, they don't necessarily. I get it. They don't. You know, you said you you don't want them to have a high spot, and then someone's gonna argue and say, oh, they you know it's good that they don't have high spots or whatever. Whatever. It's it's you know what? It's like they don't need to have a high spot because that's not their style. That's not what they do. And if you enjoy that style, enjoy that style. But be okay when people say I don't enjoy that. Listen. I like rap. You don't have to like rap, Joe. To me, I don't get mad at you because you didn't you weren't listening to the new J. Cole album. I don't get mad at you that you didn't enjoy it or you're not gonna listen to it. Listen. I don't listen I don't know what I don't even know what the hell music I don't care what music you listen I to. I listen to my thing, you listen to yours. It's good. Who cares? I don't like, even see any psychology in these matches. I see guys Sim doing a very good job simulating grappling and then, yeah. and then someone finally grabbing a hold and, and the match like there's there's I, I watch these matches slack jawed staring at the screen 
desperately trying to to keep paying attention because it loses my interest. Yeah, I, I'm right with and, you. And I have to it's... force myself to pay attention when they're when they're doing this grappling. It, this is that that Thatcher Gulak match was no different than going down your local MMA gym and watching two guys roll around on the mat. Right. I, look, if you enjoy that, more power to you. But I don't know what the fuck you see you're seeing entertaining in that. That I, I I'm never going to be entertained by that. And I, you know, and 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 as I stand on that now. You know, I, I wanted to get that one out of the way because I'll have better things to say about his other two matches. Uh, but I hated that match. I thought it was easily one of the worst matches of the weekend. I did not like that one either. Um, go, go to the second one. Go to the second, and then I'll get my thoughts on, on, on the final one, which which I really enjoyed. But well, I the think Thatcher, be a... the, the Thatcher uh, uh, end match from Evolve Forty. I was prepared to give overwhelming praise to that match, but then they did something that really fucking drove me nuts. Okay. They did a sequence in that match where Thatcher gave End a headbutt, a hard headbutt to the face, and then End came back with like a cravat kick to the back of the head. And I thought that was an awesome sequence. Oh, and then, then Thatcher just kind of collapses yeah, on the Thatcher, ground and looks he's that, like limp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That that sequence was great. Thatcher act you know, Thatcher sold it like he was knocked out, right? And then End kind of staggered back into the corner. And then this is where the match died for me. Okay? Because then End didn't go for a pin. Right, which is, would have been the perfect when the guy is passed the man out. Man is unconscious, Rich. <laughs> it seems like a good opportunity and to Andy, go for the pin. And and had his wits about him. What he was doing was he wanted the ref to he wanted to win by countout. He wanted the ref to like he was the ref was counting the ten. Why? Okay, look, if you're gonna do this style and do your silly little grappling, that's one thing. But please remember that it's still professional wrestling. Go for the fucking pin at least. Can you try to pin the man? If you're not going to try to pin the man, can you just have a match that doesn't have pins and make it known beforehand? It was ridiculous. And then what did they do? It right back to the grappling. It just and yeah. it ruined it for me. But I it, look. Other than that, perfectly average match. It was a million times better than that Gulak match, which was absolute shit. That coma-inducing shit. That Thatcher Gulak match. So, uh, what did you think of the Tommy End match? Uh, yeah, I was the same way as you. I, uh, I, I thought it was better because at least, and, and I thought it, it's actually kind of interesting how these three matches and, and the ones we're going to look at, I didn't see the King of Indies. So I, I using these three and it was sort of a, an evolution for me of, of, of finally seeing what I kind of want out of that style or, or what, what really appeals to me is you had that, the, the Thatcher Gulak, which is absolutely bottom barrel. I do not want to, I don't care. I don't care about guys rolling. I don't care about submissions ground. I, I, that stuff does nothing for me. Whereas you get this match, which is a little bit of a blend where you get Tommy end who still has a little bit of striking. And then you have Thatcher who's still trying to do his thing and, 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 and do a, to a point kind of regressed into the, do, I don't want to say regress. People are going to get mad at that. And started doing more of that style. Well, than well, his you own, know what? The that thing is sense. Thatcher, kind of sucks these guys into that and that's that's yeah i i don't want to say regress because people are gonna get mad i don't mean regress but i mean and who is who has a certain style or whatever who has sort of became more of a thatcher style worker in that one we're doing a lot of the ground stuff as you mentioned does a huge kick and then waits for him to get up so he can do more grappling or whatever that that's that's where you get a little bit different into the final match which i thought was exactly what i was what i would look for in those sort of ones i'll let you or you want me to go into that do you have anything more on uh, that's your that's uh, end. No, I mean, I, you know, uh, the, that one spot bothered me and the rest of it was boring. Yeah, well, and then so the, so the final evolution to me is okay. You get the Thatcher hero match, which I love. I thought it was really really good, and I thought here's the big reason why I liked it. And and the first part of the match is hero trying to do the grapple style, hero trying to do that, trying to do, like I said, getting sucked into that style that that Thatcher does. And and I people on on Twitter sort of saying, well, what what sort of style does Chris Hero have? Come on, 
you 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 know his what entire you're, gimmick yeah, like, is based around striking and knocking you, people yeah. out. Are they fucking right, serious? They're I, his apparently gimmick so is, that's, is the knockout. What are they talking about? Yeah, he's cast. His entire yeah, match was. He's wearing a shirt that says. <laughs> the, 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 entire, the reason this was the best Thatcher match I ever saw is because it actually had a fucking story behind. it. Exactly, and that's and this is I love because it, you look at it in a few little ways. You have Thatcher and and, and Hero at the beginning, and Hero saying, "You know what? Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna work this guy's style. I'm gonna grapple with him, and I'm gonna do ground game. And we're gonna do all this sort of stuff." And he's getting nowhere. Thatcher is destroying him on that. He's got him in these weird, you know. Hero's getting absolutely screwed on this. So what he does is that halfway through the point of the match, Hero goes, fuck it, I'm going to do what I do, and starts striking the hell out of him, and now it's starting to make sense. And then it's a little bit of back and forth with Thatcher's trying to do his style. Hero's saying, I'm going to strike, I'm not going to go on the ground with you, you're going to beat me on that, I'm going to just strike the hell out of you, because that's what I do. Into the final stuff, where Hero's got him, he's got him done, he's over, Hero kind of... You know, he does the huge knockout blow. He does the huge, you know, the elbow or whatever, the huge elbow strike, gets him down. Thatcher in one second is able to grab the arm and tap him out. Cool. I, the ending to me, I would have, you, you know, I, we talk about selling and, and that that was kind of weird too, is that Thatcher just gets destroyed. All of a sudden he pops up, uh, Fujiwara armbar and he's done. I get it. It's, a, it's an ode to, you know, Fujiwara himself, whatever. It's fine. I'm not going to get into an argument about that. But I enjoyed that because it was, okay, cool. You have a guy who says, hey, I'm going to start working your style, which happens in every Thatcher match to me is that whoever he's against, they start doing the ground stuff. And then Hero goes, no, fuck that. That's not what I do. <laughs> I punch guys. I elbow them. I'm going to do that. And then he does that and he almost wins the match. He's within seconds of winning and then he slips up in one little second and Thatcher pin, taps him out. Cool. Perfectly okay with me. I really, really love this match because I thought it was the first one, like you said, that had a story, that had a cohesiveness, that had a styles clash. You don't get styles clashes with Thatcher. You get his style. The clash is, how was that guy going to do Thatcher's style? And that, I, I don't like, that doesn't appeal to me. I like when it's kind of like, okay, how are these two guys going to blend what they do into making it worthwhile? And, and I, that's why I love this match. I thought it was really, really good. Yeah, I thought... To me, the the way I saw and the, and the reason that they the, the the way that they sucked me in was, Hero tried to grapple with Thatcher and he was one step behind because that was Thatcher's world. Thatcher tried to strike with Hero and he was one step behind because that mm -hmm. was Hero's world. And then, uh, you know, Hero's charisma was enough to carry that. When Thatcher's in there with no, like when Thatcher's in there with Gulak and nobody has any charisma, I mean, I just I want to slip my own throat. I can't. It's like it's so dry. But, you know, Hero carried the charisma end of it. But here's something, too, towards the end of that match. Thatcher, for the first time, actually showed a little bit of life. He actually showed a little bit of character. He actually exuded a little bit of charisma. He actually showed a little bit of fire when they did that sequence in the corner where he kept running into Hero's boot. Remember this sequence I'm talking about? And, uh, and, and Hero kept giving him boots to the face, and Thatcher was no-selling the boots to the face. Are you, do you recall that sequence? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they mu he must have did it four or five times, and Thatcher was screaming, and he was no-selling the boot. And I was like, you know what? I'm getting in this. This is firing me up a little bit. Finally, this Thatcher guy is showing a little bit of charisma for once in his life instead of going in there and putting me to sleep. And, uh, you know, and, and you, you described the rest of the match, and, and Thatcher and – and look, this was the best Thatcher match I ever saw. I gave it three stars. I thought it was a good match. Um, I, you know, the – it's getting this crazy match at your praise, which I think is nuts. I, I, I don't see that, but again, I, it's just not my bag. So I'm, 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 you know, I'm not surprised that I don't see it as high as other people do. Did you give it a rating? Did you rate the match or no? Um, what did I, yeah, I did. Uh, what the hell did I rate it as? <laughs> I completely forget. Right. I did that one. Uh, I think I gave it four. Were you four over? Just to get the yeah, I was, I was four. I was. I'm almost positive I was so you four. Let me, you, let me find you, out. You, you I really liked you, it. No, I really, so really, really. So you think really it's like a borderline it. match of the year contender? Um, no, it wouldn't. I mean, this year is a no, tough borderline, year. To borderline, borderline. Say that. Uh, very borderline. Yeah. 
So low end four, like four, four and a quarter somewhere. Yeah, let me see what I did here. Uh, obviously, I didn't do five, uh, four and a half, actually. Wow. Four and a half. Enjoy it in the moment. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's a borderline match of the year contender for a year like this where there's already a bunch of matches pushing up against mm-hmm. five. But I mean, yeah. Now, the thing I want to say, though, too, with Thatcher is what I liked about the match with Thatcher. I would assume that people who like Thatcher didn't like. They probably. Right. That's what I mean. I was like, this is my favorite. And everybody was like, ah, they probably like, didn't <laughs> like the no selling of the boots to the face. They probably didn't like the fact that he just decided to stop selling at the end of the match. I, I welcomed it as something different from the guy. You know what I mean? But the, yeah, the fact of the matter is, if someone in New Japan did that, they'd be getting all sorts of shit. Let's be completely mm-hmm. honest. Okay, can we call it like it is? If anyone in New Japan worked that match the way Thatcher did, they'd be getting all kinds of shit from many different corners of the internet. So I would just like to ask people to be fair. Okay, be fair. I didn't mind it, but I never mind that stuff. I like a nice no-sell in a match. You know what I mean, Rich? So it's like that part of the match kind of appealed to me. and It, it was a, a total diversion from what, from, what, uh, from what Thatcher normally does. I didn't love the match. Here's the thing. I'm going to watch his stuff at King of Indies. Um, I hear some of it's pretty good. After that, it, again, if he doesn't have some more stuff similar to this hero match that I at least think is good – uh, he's going to be on my skip list, man. I can't imagine devoting more time to this guy when I just completely am. Uh, yeah, it doesn't work for you. I, why waste my time? And then why yep. And then why Too have people thinking I'm trolling him on Twitter and everything else? When just, I, just divorce yourself. Yeah, when I'm then, just yeah. giving <laughs> my honest opinion about what I think of right. the matches. And you know what? The more I think about it, it it's not necessarily the style. It's the way he performs the style. Because, you know, I'm looking at the rest of this weekend. I thought the, the Chris Hero-Biff Busick match was excellent. Yeah. And, you know, it's it, 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 it you know, they they worked in some brawling. I thought you I and th- here's the other thing. Uh, you know, you're stubborn. You, you don't turn the corner. I turned the corner on Biff Music. I, I think we've we've been praising. I, I know I've turned the corner a long time ago, maybe six or seven months ago. I think a lot of it was the PWG stuff and, and, and a few other things. No, I, I saw uh, it's a music live. I forgot what which the hell show it was. And I said, yeah, I actually like this guy. And I started really enjoying a lot of his stuff because he and, and I've, I mentioned it, too. I mentioned it on this podcast before because he is able, I think, to adapt. To whoever he's against, and he has he, charisma, and that too. He he's, he's not. not a, he's not. A, he's not <laughs> yeah. a charisma void when he's in the ring. There's a little juice with Biff Busick. You know what I mean? There's a little juice there. There's no juice with Thatcher. I liked everything Busick did this weekend. I liked the Tommy End match. That was just fine. I love the Hero match. Um, you know, and and he was in that great four way that we talked about. Um, you know, he's gonna have some matches that are in my top five matches of the weekend. And, you know, I love the way T.J. Perkins does this style. Yes. I'm, yeah, T.J. does a great because, job. You know, Terrible basketball opinions, but great work. He, and I love the way he does this. I love the way he does this style. You know, I love the match he had with Bobby Fish, which was worked in this style of PWG. I love the stuff he did this weekend, like in the four-way. And, he, and I've seen him work matches in this style because, again, there's a little juice with T.J. Perkins. There's a little flair. He mixes it up a little bit. Okay. Um, it's so the more I think about it, it's not even the style necessarily. It's just the way Thatcher works the style, uh, that just does not appeal to me. So I, I don't know, fire away. I, I don't know what people want me to say. I, I feel a lot like you're probably not going to turn the corner. So those people should also stop wasting their time Exactly. and go watch yeah. wrestling. They enjoy instead of telling you you're wrong. For, I, just, just give it up it's okay who and, cares? And to be fair there's plenty of people on twitter who have accepted that hey look yeah it's not your thing man i get it but there's these people who are just adamant about the fact that they think you know in a lot of ways you know what i feel like dylan hales because 
Dylan, you're the inverse, yeah. Because <laughs> Dylan doesn't get like Tanahashi, and people give him so much shit. Look, he doesn't get it, and it's pretty obvious at this point that he's not going to get it. So leave him alone. He's not trolling you. Well, he does like to poke the bear. <laughs> I mean, a few times. He likes you to can, poke. You the can bear. tell. You can tell ones that are actual you, Dylan you, tweets you, and ones that are like. You can yeah, easily no, I... tell when Dylan's tongue is firmly planted in <laughs> yeah, his cheek. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like. I don't even bite anymore. <laughs> you know, he's like, but it's like, it, now I know how he feels But from these people. He's like, look, I'm not going to get it, man. So anyway, enough on Thatcher. Yeah. Um, another, I think we covered all those, you know, I, I'm glad I brought up Perkins. I thought I had a good weekend. I yeah. Thought, yeah. Perkins had a really good Galloway, weekend. Galloway, Galloway Gargano, I think deserves a little bit of time because we saw the Gargano rope and I love callbacks. I know you love the callbacks. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Who don't like a nice callback? Everybody likes a nice callback. I'm surprised you liked that match as much as you did. I did. I gave it four stars. I like. That's a lot. Of, I mean, that, you should probably go back and watch uh, 1998 WWF main events, though. You're going to love it, then. Gargano can be excessive. Um, there's no question about it. But I love the callback spot. The callback helped me a lot. I was really down on that. And then the, the last 10 minutes or so, because brawling in a crowd, I just cannot stand the anymore. So especially Listen, in Indies. I would have been so much higher on that match without the crowd brawling. The crowd brawling almost killed it for me because I was starting to lose interest. I can't do that in the Indies anymore. Guys, please stop it because nobody in the arena can see what the hell you guys now, are people, doing. I, people I, live said it was great. I'm sure if it's right next to you, it's fine. I've been to live events where there's brawling in the crowd, and you can't see shit. At the Ring of Honor one uh, uh, that I went to, the, the terrible G Jay Lethal Cliff Compton match or whatever, the greatest chant ever was, uh, you know, sounds, this sounds awesome. Yeah. Because they brawled in the crowd for 10 minutes, and 90% of the arena had no idea what was going on because they can't see it. You can add it to my list. Just, I'm done with crowd brawls, too. This isn't an arena. This isn't a, a, a bowl arena. This isn't a, a, a we cannot People, in the, there's no upper deck. Everybody is on the same flat basketball court that you're on. When you are wrestling in the crowd and, and suplexing each other, nobody can see it. Please, for God's sakes, for the, the sake of and, – and this one, in, in some cases, yeah, if you brawl in the crowd and the camera can follow, that's fine. In this, they were brawling in the abyss. There was like senior Lariato gifts that were like just darkness. And he was like, yeah, this is, uh, I think, a suplex. But like you couldn't see shit. It was like, don't do this. Did, Stop. Did like, not come off well on the iPay-Per-View. Reminded me of the Gargano Rich Swan Falls Count Anywhere match on the Evolve show that was held on Omar's corner. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, where you could, where it was dark out and they were doing crowd brawling and you couldn't see a thing. All you could see was Rich Swan. I forgot about poor that. Rich Swan. You got this black guy. Poor, yeah, poor Rich Swan. You cannot you see this at all. Black but... guy doing a crowd brawl at night. All you could see was... and him especially. Like I, AR Fox, you can kind of still see. Like Rich Swan is. I, unfortunately, just dumb. Like that guy, you could his, not see him in darkness. All you could see were his green tights. <laughs> it was ridiculous, you know. So it, you know that—that's what it reminded me of. And but but I really, you know, the booking was pretty clever here too. Because yes, no, absolutely, the booking was 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 Galloway. I could do it without the dual ref bumps, but that's uh, no because Galloway wins the titles, okay? And then it's like there's a clear shift going on in Evolve. The Johnny Gargano era is over. He had the long title run over a thousand days. Um, you know, Dragon Gate USA slash Evolve was built around these flyers and this dynamic style with your Ricochets, your AR Foxes, your, your Johnny Gargano, all those guys. And there's a clear shift here. OK, so Gargano's going to move that. So what they did was they put both titles on Galloway. All right. And eventually, I assume Thatcher is going to beat Galloway or beat who, or whoever beats Galloway at some point. I mean, I think that's pretty obvious, right, that Thatcher is going to be the guy. Uh, in that company at some point. And what they did was they had Ethan Page turn on Gargano after the match, which is the perfect way to get Gargano out of the main event scene because yep. he could have a year-long feud with Ethan Page. And at the same time, 
Gabe's great at that. Gabe is so so, and if you follow for a while, he is so good at that. You remember the Chuck Taylor Johnny Gargano, the one that the ascended the ascension of Johnny Gargano and the descension of uh, of Chuck Taylor was the match where he beat the hell out of him. I was there live for that one. He beat that, and then Chuck Taylor was like the, the way it was a symbolic like ending. Like I think Chuck Taylor went through a guardrail or something like that, and it was like okay. Chuck Taylor's going to go away for a little while, and then maybe he'll come back. And that's when, you know, you got the SWAT monster and that sort of stuff. And Gargano was like, okay, now Gargano's going here. Like, Gabe's really good at doing that. Yeah. In the main, especially in main events, where it's like, okay, one guy is truly going to get elevated, and one guy is truly going to go. And it's it's not a bad thing that a guy no, moves down. That's no, not a problem. No, and, you know, Gargano is Mr. WWN Live. I mean, he just is. And But now there's a shift in the type of wrestlers that they're booking and the shift in the style. And uh, Gabe is going to try to catch on to something. Got to try to catch some lightning in the bottle here with with this with these type of wrestlers. He's booking TJP moving forward now as well, who is a guy who can work with those dudes. And you know now Gargano can and and, and because they run so infrequently, it'll take a, this feud will take a year with with Gabe. Yeah. And Gargano will win in the end, but but Page will be elevated, and that's the idea. The idea is to attempt. I don't know if it'll work out, but that's clearly the idea here. So. Um, you know, clever booking. This was the end of the Gargano era in WWN Live. I mean, I think that was clear. And the beginning of the Thatcher era. And I think that they'll eventually build to Thatcher Galloway. I, I, that seems to be the direction they're going. This could have been the end of Biff, too, because from what we're hearing from our little birdies, he might be in, uh, you know, Florida working for another company soon. So mm-hmm. and you look at the way Biff was booked and you can, you can see that coming as well. So as being a definite possibility. So a definite shift here, WWN Live. And I think poor PJ Black would have fit in better a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> he's, he's, it's, he's, yeah you know, two years late to the Evolve train. But that's yeah. Right. So, you know, that's that's the uh, WWN shows and that's WrestleMania. And uh, you have any. Clue? But as mentioned, you're going to have a huge article if people want to say, oh, I want to know what everything uh, what I'm you think right, about this, hey, listen, this and this. I'm, yeah, I'm, it's happening. Gonna, it's coming. I'm going to rank it all and everyone's going to get mad at my Thatcher rankings and I don't care. And uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to say. Look, here's but the, on the bigger you know, deal. The everything was very. OK. Here's the thing, though, too, though. And not everyone disagrees with me, by the way. Yeah, right. a, we're, we're again, we're, what we're very guilty of doing is arguing with a vocal well, it's minority. Not even, which... It's half and half in this case. With Thatcher, half of the people love it. Half of the people – look, there's a lot of people like me who come into our mentions and say, I fucking can't stand this guy. You're 100% on point. How many, how many mentions do we get that are nothing but a series of Z's when we talk about Thatcher? Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of people who can't. I'm not the only one who can't stand this guy. So don't tell him. Look, I have no problem being the outlier. I'm a big fan of admitting when you're an outlier. I think more people need to admit when they're an outlier sometimes. I don't think I'm an outlier here. It's split 50-50 with this guy. The thing with Thatcher is there's very little in between. Most people either can't stand the guy or they fucking love it. And they think it's the best thing ever. So um, any final? But I think the prevailing thought, I, I want to say real yeah. quick before we move, I think the prevailing thought is that everything on this weekend, and, and we mentioned at the top of the show, and this will be a good way to kind of move out, is that everything was really, really good. It wasn't, it, you, you know, last year was, was a real down year. I think in a lot of ways, I think a lot of people had, you know, pretty bad shows and, or, or at least some real stinkers, but there were some match of the year. So we had that at least to hang our hats on. Whereas this one is a super enjoyable bunch of shows. Like everyone that I saw, all the WWE live stuff was, was really good. And I heard shimmer was pretty solid as well. Uh, Kaiju big battle was <laughs> not good according to Larry and I will not watch it. But, um, but otherwise, I mean, when it's over, it's like, yeah, you know, that was a really good weekend. And I think, more than anything, I think Gabe Sapolsky helped himself a lot this weekend, where everything was was ran relatively smooth. The iPay per views 
the ones I watched live, everything was good. Everything was 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 on point and on time, and and that's important. It's good to have a strong, you know, secondary independent base because you look at this weekend, and one of the things that I leave this weekend is is man, Ring of Honor is it's. Uh, it, it, good company. I mean, obviously they have their TV, they have a lot of stuff, but knowing kind of what's going on in the inner workings in the back end and, and who's on their way out or who's in and all that sort of stuff. And, and just their presence on this weekend, they were just a non-factor this weekend, completely hundred percent and seeming like they're going to be kind of a more non-factor going forward. I, I, I don't know. I have a weird, I, I don't have good feelings about ring of honor right now. I heard people go as far to say that based on things they've heard, they might not exist this time next year. Mm, yeah. Now that's a little extreme. I don't know. That's just things people are saying. I don't know. But that's the buzz from the weekend. Who knows? But uh, I haven't watched that show yet. I'm going to watch it in the next couple of days. I am going to include those matches in in, in in my rankings. So we'll see what happens. But overall, every show I watched so far has been a good show. Very enjoyable weekend. None of the shows left a bad taste in my mouth. Very few bad matches. And um, the only show that had any negative buzz was King of uh, King of Indies Night One. Um, all the other shows, even though, you know, King of Indies Night 2 was said to be a really good show. Shimmer was said to have some shaky booking, but to be a good show uh, at the end of the day. So, and the New Japan show was good. So, there you go. I thought it was a, a good weekend bell to bell for sure. All right, so I wanted to get into this real quick. Uh, WWE Network, uh, obviously the day after WrestleMania, they uh, had a uh, conference call or a subscriber call or an investor call, I should say, uh, where they announced some numbers to the WWE Network. Uh, 1.3 million paid subscribers, which is a pretty decent number, uh, all things considering. Um, interesting facts, though, they brought up, though. It's, it's going to be a little bit different for this next year. They're spending $120 million on the network alone. A lot of new network shows, and we'll, we'll get into these real quick, Joe. I want your thoughts. and your, Maybe we'll do a, the 1 to 10 game on these uh, these new network shows that are coming out, which I believe there, the, there might be a th- few zeros getting thrown there. But, yeah, anyway, they're spending $120 million on the network, which is the same figure as last year, but last year's a little bit different. That startup cost, uh, hiring new workers, basically creating a whole new division. The, the division's created at this point, yet still they're going to put $120 million in there, which changes the subscriber number that you need i mean we, we talked about you know a few months ago that they had finally gotten to that break-even point they they had you know their expenses were down they were low and they only needed five hundred thousand subscribers to break even to get to where they were before they did this now they need a 1.1 almost 1.2 million subscribers just to break even over the course of the year they have to average that just to get to where they were with the pay-per-view so that that's it's an interesting idea to do that i mean the first year you finally get a little bit of you know above water with this network and they're just going to pour a bunch of money into it and start some new shows and all that sort of stuff what are your thoughts on that what do you think well i think they need i think the number i saw was they need what they need to average 1.2 million subscribers a day to break even yes. now on this new they don't have a prayer yeah, that, that's throughout the year. I mean, right now it's 1.3, and that's that right after. That's the day after WrestleMania. You, you're out of your mind if you think all those people are saying, you know what? Yes, and then I do aver- want stream rules. Av- yeah. And they have to average that every day. They have right. no prayer. So, But I do think, look, a lot of the shows that they're rolling out have no appeal to me, but it's the right way to go because have we been saying from day one, mm-hmm. new original <laughs> content is what – no, the dry. attitude era, Joe. <laughs> the and, attitude and, era. And, and we've seen that. And look, I'm upset that they're not doing more old footage. And we're not going to waste time going through all that again. But these are the kind of things they have to try. And I have to hope some of these yeah. shows catch fire and get hot and are interesting. And some of them might be interesting. Some of them are going to be terrible. And some, some of them will probably fall somewhere in between. But the bottom line is they're never, they're never, they're not hitting that average. There's, no, God, no. The product isn't hot enough right now, and and so they will lose money this year. And really, we way. talk about you know new current content. Really, what's going to drive it though is is the wrestling product getting hot. I mean, that's really yeah. what. They, 
I, that's what I said from the beginning. I said the only thing that's going to make this network successful is wrestling becoming more popular. Yeah. And there just being more fans in the pool. There's not enough in the pool right now. <laughs> there's just not enough that are going to convert to paid subscribers. You, you're, you're, there's nothing they can do. They've done everything they can, short of literally JBL begging you, come on, it's nine ninety nine. And they're, and they're do doing it. another, and they're <laughs> doing another free month, and they're really going right. to tap that well dry. Um, you can't keep doing free months every other month. I mean, it's, you're right. It was successful in, I believe it was November or September. They did it. They, they converted a lot of those to paid subscribers, but a lot of that was just lapsed people that just forgot or whatever, but yeah, you can't do it a April, June and August. I mean, you can't do it every single, it, it, it's at some point there's gotta be something else. And, and this is their drive to do it. And, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be, but yeah, I've, I'm, I'm on record of saying that the only thing that's going to make this thing hot is wrestling becoming a bigger deal. And there's just more people that. That watch wrestling. So, uh, Joe, I want to do the one pretend game. My dog is not a fan of Camp WWE, apparently. But we'll... Uh, just buy the damn network. Yeah, just buy the damn network, goddammit. All right. Uh, yeah, no, real quick. Uh, let's do the one to ten game for these new network shows. Then we'll get to the invasion attack. I want to see how interested you are, Joe. Camp WWE. It's an animated short-form comedy series Zero. that will be adult-oriented. TVMA, Joe. Zero. They're going to make poop jokes like South Park. That's edgy, isn't it? No interest whatsoever. Zero. But they're going to vomit and make puke jokes. All right, you can watch it. I'm not going to watch Camp WWE. Swerved. I, I don't know. Middle of the night, nothing on. Throw on the network. I, the director of Jackass and Bad Grandpa for a 30-minute show that will be based on pranks being played on WWE personalities. I, you know, it might. some of those could be fun. Some of them could be Tice, fun. We put laxatives in Tyson Kids coffee. Here. Yeah, we got it. Some of that could be fun. I don't know. Maybe a three. That's good like, that's good, like uh, popcorn. Show like you said, nighttime. You got you got a bowl of pot. You got some chips or something. You know what? You know, throw it on there for a few minutes, right? Yeah. Diva search. <laughs> yeah. I don't, you guys I don't, know what diva search is. I don't care. I no interest. Right. Jerry Springer presents WWE Too Hot for TV. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> this will this will mostly be presenting clips of insane situations and racy romps from WWE's past. Those, those are in quotes. Insane situations and racy romps, uh, and that starts in April. It's a thirty minute weekly series. Ah, uh, yeah, no interest. But it's got Jerry Springer, Joe. I don't know. You know Jerry Springer, right? I'm familiar with Jerry Springer. Do any kid does any kid under 20 know who Jerry Springer is? 25. I I, I generally ask. I really honestly don't know if they do. Michelle, would it, your brother know who Johnny, it, Jerry Springer it is? It seems like that show would work better in the Attitude Era. Yes. When Jerry Springer mattered, you know what I mean? I'm 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 using the peanut gallery to see your brother. He's what 21. Yeah. Would he have any clue who Jerry Springer is? Yeah, I, I don't think so. Find out now. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have it on there right now. She's gonna text him right now to see if a 21 year old knows who Jerry Springer is. So, and not knows who he is, but would actively like seek out his show as well. Are oh, you gonna call him live? Okay. Okay. Well, we'll move on. But uh, all right. Uh, live with Chris Jericho is essentially the Stone Cold podcast, but you don't have to ask about China. So that's it. Did you? I don't know if you read that in the Observer that uh, there was a a little bit of a falling out of sorts, or or sources close to Dave say that Vince was uh, not so happy that. Uh, Steve Austin unearthed China, and of course. Question. Oh. Do you know? Do you know who Jerry Springer is? Yeah, he knows who Jerry Springer okay. is. Okay. Would you watch something if he was on it? Would you watch something if he was on it? Quicker, Gregory, you're live. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Okay, that's enough for me. All right, 21-year-old says not necessarily. All right, uh, live with Chris Jericho, yeah, the, basically the one-hour podcast, you know, the monthly podcast or whatever. Um, and as I was saying, I don't know if you saw in The Observer or you didn't, that, uh, yeah, there was a bit of a falling out after the Triple H interview where Stone Cold mentioned China and that unearthed all that stuff and, you know. Yeah, yeah. 
that madness. So, um, you know, depending on the these are cool. Depending on the guest, I'll watch those. Sure, I don't. I don't listen to Jericho's podcast. I've only listened to uh, one or two yeah. of them. Yeah, Austin is a better better host. D- depending <laughs> on the guest, I, I would I would watch. Sure. Okay. Uh, unfiltered with Renee Young. This will be Renee Young interviewing both wrestlers and other celebrities each week, asking them questions about anything except what they are known for. I will try it, but it's going to be Softball City, and I'm not. I'm going to end up not caring, and right. then never watch it again. Here's the one I know you're you're ten out of ten for. Culture Shock with Corey Graves. Announcer Corey Graves goes on tour with WWE all over the world and visits everything from tattoo shops, Marvel Comic Headquarters, very specific, and when going overseas with WWE, uh, looking at places, customs, music, food, and all other stuff around the world. You know what? I will try that. Okay. You, you want to see Corey Graves eating, like, that, barbecue? That, and, has the, and, that has the potential. Memphis Barbecue. I want to hear about Corey Graves eating Memphis Barbecue. That's... That has the potential to be somewhat interesting. Okay. I, if the, if it's handled pro, that's like those those shows that are on Discovery. Uh, yeah, yeah, it'll be a, it's, where you know it's a lazy Sunday and you just throw on. Oh, I watch all those like Unwrapped and all those stuff. I watch yeah, all those. That stuff. has I the potential the to be like that, where you don't go out of your way to watch. It. Yeah, but I really don't like Corey Graves. So. You, know, you don't. You might not DVR it. You might not go out of your way to watch it. But if you're sitting around on a weekend and there there's no game on that you're into, you put on one of those channels and you just leave it on, and it's and it's okay. It 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 kills some time. I will try that show. Okay. Uh, then finally, WWE the list, and this is I. This is it's going to be exactly like Countdown. It's, it's looking at the best, worst, and the most bizarre of WWE. That's we already have that. It's called Countdown, but yeah, not really interested in that. So. I don't like. I I thought I would like Countdown. I really don't. Every time I watch it, I don't like it. Well, I mean, the talking heads are just terrible. Talking. Like I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear Jack Swagger tell me about like Brutus Beefcake. Like it's just weird. Like, or you know, Cody Rhodes, who was a, uh, a WCW expert of things that happened when he was four years old. Right, talking about the black scorpion yeah like i don't need yeah i don't need cody rhodes telling me about the black scorpion and what and how he reacted to the because every single one of those guys like jack swagger's like i couldn't believe it i was like you're like three yeah and then you you do the math yeah and they were a toddler (laughs) you know it's like you don't know anything about the black Scorpion. you weren't watching Shockmaster. you don't know anything about you i guarantee you jack swagger eight six-year-old jack swagger was not in front of his tv watching wsw saturday night when Shockmaster fell down i promise it didn't happen. I so. don't remember if I've told this story, but I watched what was the Black Scorpion Starcade? Ninety? Uh that was ninety, I believe. Not ninety one, which we uh at some point need to review. But yeah. I watched Starcade ninety with three people who were all dead. <laughs> what? I sw- like at the time they were literally dead at the time, or are they dead They're now? Dead now. Oh, Obviously, I see. Okay, that's rich. better. That's better. Well, I, was, I don't know. I don't know what you were doing. I wasn't doing. in a room with 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 three. I don't know. I don't know what Young Lanza was doing. But I, I I watched that show with three people who who are now deceased, which is kind of creepy. I'm the last one standing from that Starcade '90 party. It's a little creepy. That's a bad party. It's it's you know Starcade '90 reminds me of these three dudes I used to know who who are dead. Well, oh, that's well, I apologize. It's very creepy. Well, there's nothing to apologize about. I mean, they're not going to come back to life, Rich. <laughs> I, they could. I don't know. I mean, Black Scorpion came back from nowhere. If, he was presumed dead and came Bray back. If so. Bray Wyatt touches them on the bill of their cap, maybe they'll come to life. Right. Maybe a hologram, yeah. Like the Scarecrows. But, uh, yeah, I just always found that to be very creepy. For, for obvious reasons. It's a little creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is my number okay. coming up? Is this like a Final Destination thing? Like... Is this like Final Destination start? Like right now we're talking about this, and then later today you're going right, to like, go get hit by a car or something. Yeah. Am I, I next in line? And am I? Have we ever talked about Black Scorpion or Starcade 90 prior? I don't think we. Oh, no. You know what? We have because um, this is what the, the day where Jack Victory, I think, had to do double duty. That's every day. 
Jack Victory did double duty. No, this isn't the one. No, no, this wasn't the one. No, he did. Oh, we know it was. Jack yeah, he was in the royal family, and then he was. Uh, what was else was he? No, this is the one. No, 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 no. Jack Victory did double duty on all those Clash of the Champions shows. Oh, maybe it was. Oh, okay, it was one of. He those. was a okay. Russian assassin. He was. He did a million different things. He. He. Let me tell you something. I don't know what they were paying that guy, but it wasn't enough. He worked a lot on those shows, <laughs> and he was never good in any of the matches. No, terrible. Not a good but... wrestler, Jack Victory. And then Heyman, right. and then Heyman brought him back to ECW for some reason. I never understood. As a kid watching that, I didn't quite get it because, like, Joey Styles was like, "Oh my God, that's Jack Victory!" Jack and I was Victory, like, "I know who Jack Victory is." Like, he looked like shit. He wrestled like shit. Yeah, it was like a fat dude with a big V on his shirt, he and was, I was like, "Who the fuck is this he guy?" He was never good. I mean, he was never good. But they put him over like a million bucks. I remember watching it, and I was like, it was like him and Jason. Like, I was sitting there staring as a kid, like first starting to watch in like ninety seven, ninety eight, and had no idea. Like, J the the manager yeah, Jason, Jason or whatever. Jason Knight, yeah. I was just like, because they're like, oh my god, that's Jason. And I was like, I don't know who Jason is. Like, should I know? And like, at this time, I was going back and watching tapes and reading stuff. And like, I knew a lot of stuff. No idea who Jack Victor or Jason was. Jason was just a like, local indie guy. And he he did a lot of WWE enhancement work, like on the syndicated yeah. shows. I, he at least served a purpose. He was a smarmy heel manager. You know, he's like a cocky heel man. Yeah, but then and then like, but they were making him a big deal. But that was fine. I got that. But then Jack Victor, I had no idea. And then Jack Victor was like a big deal. And was like getting wins and wrestling a lot. And I was like, I don't know who this guy is. And I'm not sure he was never how I should. Know who he is. He's like he's got like terrible bleach blonde hair. He's fat. He looks like I thought he was Brian Knobs for like the longest time. I was like, is that? I remember I finally got the internet one day, and I remember like you know going to the library or whatever. And I remember that was one of the things I looked up. I was like, who is Jack? Victor? I was like, oh, he's not Brian Knobs. Okay, he looked exactly like Brian Knobs, didn't he? Yeah, Jack Victory stinks. I don't know if he looked he like Brian Knobs, but he's no, he did in, in those ECW days when he's wearing just a giant V on his. Yeah, no, he definitely looked. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna link it up right now. Okay, I don't think he looked like Brian Knobs, but it's a, he maybe slightly resembled Brian Knobs. Would but I, I don't know. I don't think I'd be confusing him for Brian Knobs. Maybe since you were like eight, I can. Yeah, let, I was. I was very. Young I can let you slide. Why are we talking oh about? Can my we move God, on? No, he definitely. Oh yeah. Okay. Now we'll let the we listeners should. decide if Jack Victory looked like. <laughs> we Brian have a lot Nobs. to do. <laughs> because we, we got to get to invasion attack here. We do. Yeah, let's let's do that right now. If you go to your Skype messages, there is a uh, uh, an image whenever you're ready. Uh, yeah, so. okay. Uh, let me take a look at this. And it was the hockey. It was the hockey jersey with the V on it that I was. Yeah. Let's see. Let me see if I give you a pass based on this picture. Uh, now, mind you, I'm I'm like 11, so. Yeah, yeah. I I accounted for your age. Um. <laughs> all right. He looks a little bit like Brian Knobs. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. In that like, in this area, you got to think of this era, Brian. This is Brian Knobs when he's doing like terrible hardcore matches in WCW. Uh, you know Not what? nasty. I, you know, okay. You know what? As a young child, based on that look, I can give you a pass. Right. He's got the crew cut, the blonde crew cut. He's wearing terrible. He's out of shape. He's wearing elbow pads and a jersey and like a cutoff. Yeah. Okay. Not a good. Well, not you. a good wrestler though. Terrible. Okay, let's move on to Evasion Attack. There are good wrestlers on that card, so let's talk about that. But first off, instead of breaking down the card, let's talk about how important this is because we got some news from Big Dave Meltzer today. I know you're very happy about this because you called it and you argued and and you won. You're right. The Joe Lanza was right folder has a new file. Well, it he look. I had a feeling when they announced this card. My immediate thought was this is a test for Abushi and AJ Styles. Because there's nothing on the undercard from a drawing perspective. Now, I like the show because everything on the show is fresh. From a bell-to-bell -bell perspective, I'm very excited about Invasion Attack because I think the card is fresh. And if there's one thing New Japan, you can criticize them for, it's that sometimes their shit is not fresh. They love the repeat matchups and everything else. There's a lot of new faces on the show, a lot of new matchups, a lot of new interesting things going on. But 
what jumped out at me about the card was this was a test for Kota Ibushi and AJ Styles because they were going to be counted on to carry the show from a, from a drawing perspective. And the more I thought about it, the more I was convinced that this show was going to sell out. You've got Kota Ibushi, who has a better history in that building than anybody else in New Japan. Mm-hmm. And you did an article to kind of support that today. Yes. Um, which you also link back to my original article where I talk about, you know, that, where I said I felt that this would sell out. You have AJ Styles, who ever since G1 has been over and, and, and doing well and was part of the last Sumo Hall show that sold out in October, the King of Pro Wrestling show, yep. which sold out with the asterisk of being the 9100 seat configuration. But it did sell every ticket. And it turned away fans at the door. Now, we don't know if the building is set up for 9100 again or if it's set up for the 1150. To me, it doesn't matter. If it's set up for the 9100 again, it's still a tremendous achievement and a feather in both of these guys' caps to sell it out because only one other match in the current era of New Japan has managed to sell out that building at the 9100 configuration. And oh, by the way, that match also included AJ Styles. Okay? So... Uh, if it's the 1150 configuration, the, the 115 configuration, 11,500 fans, that's a huge accomplishment. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that'll be the first time in, in, in many, many, Since many. Since 2005, years. right? Uh, right. Proper. Yeah, there was a 2009 show, but that was like uh, the, the Chono 25th anniversary no show. And there was no special yeah, shows. Yeah, and, and yeah, that, that's taking out G1s and no, like, yeah, let's bring in Kenta Kobashi and, the and that sort of thing. The last rank and yeah. file oh. show was uh, Tenzan versus Kojima. Yeah, and even that was uh, you have Triple Crown Champion. Uh, Kojima right, in there, right. so it was. It was in, in a way it, it, there was small. But I give him credit for that. But one. yes, but that that's there. Because that's the other thing is, is Kojima yeah. was always a New Japan guy. Exactly. The match right. had New Japan history. You know what I mean? It was the tag team partners face the one challenging the other for. So that counts. Okay. The others were special shows. So if they saw the eleven thousand five hundred, I mean. But here's the thing, I wouldn't be surprised if it's that configuration. Okay, Kota Ibushi might be. The biggest draw in Japan right now, when you look at his history in Sumo Hall and the fact that they sold out this show with Shinsuke Nakamura, fourth from the top, buried in a meaningless tag match. Tanahashi, third from the top in a tag match. Okada in the semifinal, but against Bad Luck Folly, certainly not a match. That's, in a cold as hell match where nobody cares. The feud is not – look, it, it, that's, the, that's the number two match on the show. There's no question, but let's face it. The match that's drawn fans, the match that sold the building out, regardless of the configuration, which we haven't found out yet, I guess we'll find out tonight at show, is the AJ Styles Kota Ibushi match. And look, man, it's no longer a three-headed monster in New Japan. It's a four-headed monster at worst, yep. and you and it could be a five-headed monster in terms of draws because look at AJ Styles. Yeah, he's, he's getting there. At worst, at worst, the worst thing you can say about him right now is he's a strong complimentary piece who you can throw into a match with any of the other four and be confident that he doesn't hurt the match because now he's drawn a full house against Tanahashi in, in, at the King of Pro Wrestling, and he's drawn a full house against Kota Ibushi, whichever, whatever full house hope happens to mean in this case. Okay, that's twice now. AJ Styles was in both of those matches. I think it's pretty clear that ever since the G1, he's na- they pulled the trigger too early on him. Yep. We know that. Yeah, we said that at the time. They blew it. They, 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 it. they overestimated his popularity, and we all questioned it at the time, and, we, and, and they, they pulled the trigger too early. But he got over at G1. He got over at G1, and he's over now, and you can make a solid argument 
He's a fifth legitimate draw for this company now. I don't want to hear about how this company needs to oh, everybody whining. Oh, they need to create new stars. They're not. They, are you people nuts? They had three legitimate drawing cards before. Name me another company that does. Name me. I can name you companies that have zero. They had three. Now they have five. They have five guys they can lean on to draw, to legitimately draw. Five. One, two, three, four, five. Five guys that they can lean on to draw now. Show me another company. I won't even give you WWE because WWE, the brand, is the draw more so than any of the individual talent. Wait, who, who are your five draws in WWE? It's John Cena and a bunch of part-timers. Their, other, their top draws are part-timers. Their top draws are their top draws. The Rock, he works one match a year. Their second biggest draw might be Lesnar, who works th four matches a year. It's Cena and a bunch of part timers. This is the only company in the world that can boast more than one guy. Who else has one who draws? Who name him, Rich? Who has one guy who draws? <laughs> this company has five. So I don't want to hear that. I will no longer accept that argument. I don't want to hear that from anybody because you're going to get challenged by me because name me the company then that can match this company with number of guys who draw. And WWE, it's a different business model. It's not a fair comparison. The brand is the draw. We all know that. Yeah. Okay. It's no, it's not even fun breaking down WWE business anymore because it's so, new Japan is so much fun to break down with all oh, what match is going to draw, what guys going to draw, what are they going to do in this building? This is like old school talk of how WWE and WCW used to be. In terms of how they draw, you can't really break down WWE that, that way anymore. The business model has changed. They're reliant on part timers. They're reliant on the network. The only thing you can really look at with WWE is the house shows, where Cena is a bona fide draw and the merch. Yeah. But other than that, who? Who? You know, the, the, when when Daniel Bryan was on top for the B house shows, they didn't draw as well as Cena shows. But you want to throw Bryan in there? Fine. But give me five names. Give me five names in that company without naming part timers. You can't do it. Yeah, you'd get to Brock Lesnar pretty quickly. <laughs> so I don't want to hear about how New Japan, uh, it's always does it. Here's the thing, too. I love this one. I love this one. People complain, oh, it's always the same. Yeah, it's always the same three guys in the main events. They only have, they only, quote unquote, like it's a bad thing to have three guys who can draw. They only have these three guys. And now they give you a fresh main event. And now, you know what everybody's saying? Oh, God, why? they're burying Nakamura and Tanahashi and Okada. They're not doing anything with the – what are they doing? Make up your mind. You either want fresh names in the main event or you don't want – you can't have both sides. You can't make both arguments. You can't say, I'm tired of the same three guys in every main event in New Japan and then say, oh, hey, these stupid bookers, uh, they're not doing anything with Nakamura. You can't do that. You can't have both of those arguments. They successfully have elevated two guys. They have successfully elevated two more guys. And you, it, at least one. Listen, if you want to argue styles and say, all right, well, the one match was against Tanahashi. This one's against Ibushi, who has already sold out this building against other people. Okay, fine. But you, he's at minimum a complimentary piece. But I'll accept an argument that he's with the other four. Yeah, I mean, he's still in my piece. I sort of mentioned that he's he, he's right now. There's too small of a sample. He hasn't really had enough of those chances or whatever. But given the opportunities he's had, he's he's knocked it out of the park. So now he's getting there a few more times. And, and now he, he's legit. I, I'm not ready to do it yet because he's only had, you know, a, a, not even a handful. He's only had, you know, two or three opportunities. 
And and of the two, uh, you know, those big sumo hall shows, he's knocked him out of the park. And now we'll have to see this next year if he gets a Tokyo Dome thing or, or you know what happens. But yeah, he's 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 there. How I can mean, you at least? How can you not say he's at least a strong complimentary piece? When- well, yeah, you can put him against. You can put him and Nakamura could probably sell out the sumo hall. I mean, I mean, you get that. You you get an idea now that hey, you can put him with Nakamura. Oh, and I have do no something. doubt. He AJ Styles. Oh God, yeah. Would sell it out versus any of those four. He's done it with two of them. Why wouldn't mm-hmm. he do it with Okada or Nakamura? I mean, there's no, there's no reason that he would. That's why I say, you know, they've sold every ticket in that building twice with this crew of guys, and he was in both, both of the matches. So it's not fair not to include him. He was in both of the matches. I mean, he, he's in them. He's in the matches. Nakamura has been in none of them. Okada's been in none of them. And that's not to say drawing 8,500 fans is, is, is chop liver. I mean, it's not that these guys haven't. There's nothing wrong with putting 8,000 fans in that building. Right. But we've now reached another level here. And, you know, Abushi has history in that building. And I had people arguing with me, oh, if it's in DDT, it doesn't matter. This is New Japan. Look, do people really think it's, it's, it's 9,000 it's, it's 9, completely different people that come to these shows? Wrestling is a niche thing in Japan right now. It's not mainstream. It's all the same fans. Sure, it might not be 100%. I doubt it. I, I would say it's not 100%. But you're telling me that people who go to see Kota Ibushi and DDT aren't buying tickets to see him in New Japan? Right. Then they don't. They just simply don't watch yeah, New lost. Japan whatsoever. Of course yeah. they do. <laughs> and one of their favorite stars in that company is, is, is in a prominent role in another company, and they're just not going to watch it at all. They don't care. You know, I had people telling me when I wrote that article a week and a half ago or whatever that, they, that this match would be lucky to draw 8,000 fans. Well, what are they, out of their fucking minds? Why would this draw less than – if this if this show would have drawn less than eight thousand fans, it would have been an unmitigated disaster for New Japan. If this show drew less than eight thousand fans, you can't go backwards from selling the building out with ninety one hundred people in October and then come back and do less than eight thousand fans. That, that that would have been ridiculous. I knew it was going to sell out. It's and that's even below Ibushi's average too, and because I, I I did the average of all of his sumo hall stuff, and that's including GT, who had a few six thousand uh, a few years ago, and Ibushi's over that in in his own right in just DDT, uh, you know, in just DDT of a a little over eight thousand. He's eight hundred eight thousand thirty eight. So you can assume with the backing of New Japan and with anybody else on the other side, if it's if it, yeah, if it's Ibushi versus whoever, look, chances are the average listen, is going to be over eight thousand. I got so. a lot of respect for DDT, and they do a great job, and they're probably the number three maybe the number two promotion in Japan. I got a lot of respect for what they do. Kota Ibushi sold out Sumo Hall. He put 11,000 people into Sumo Hall against Kenny Omega. You don't... Or Budokan. That was Budokan Hall. Okay, all right, yeah. He drew 11,000 fans against Kenny Omega, okay? You th- yeah, 2012 okay. in Budokan Hall. You, <laughs> did, did you really think in the bigger company for the most important title in the country, as hot as he is... That he was gonna draw less than eight thousand against AJ Styles? Are you people off your rocker? This guy's a legitimate superstar draw. And there's a lot of New Japan fans who don't like hearing that for some reason. They're insulted by this idea that he's in that top mix now. Maybe because he's not a New Japan, a pure New Japan guy. Maybe I don't know what the reason is, but it's real weird the reactions we're getting from. Yeah, I was kind of uh, yeah, I was I was very dumbfounded, especially when you read the article and then I had the article and a lot of the same people are coming up and I'm like, why why is everybody so defensive about New Japan Rich, having another Rich, star? Yeah, like people telling us today 
that that oh you know it's April. There's three shows that they're doing in that building for G. <laughs> they already sold nine thousand. Like, at least what we know. I'm like, dude, they already sold it out, and you're still making counter. You can't make counter arguments anymore. I was right, and you were wrong. They sold it out, like I said that they would. You know, no one listens to Joe Lanza. Why don't they listen to Joe Lanza, Rich? <laughs> I told you they'd sell it out, and they're still arguing with me. There's people saying, oh well. Kota Ibushi, he's not a top draw, you know. It's 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 harder to draw in New Japan because the DDT shows and sumo are more special, and all of that is nothing but excuses and bullshit. Well, yeah, and now, now let's you put a match here's another thing as well, and you sell it out or you don't. Well, here's another thing too, and 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 I think a lot of people are, are you know, maybe not giving enough credit here. Uh, the Tokyo Dome. I mean, Kota Ibushi was in a main match at the Tokyo Dome, and it did its best numbers since 2005. That's significant. That that's pretty damn. I mean, yeah, we're, I'm not going to give him 100 percent credit for that, but it's not like him being in the second to top match made it, it made it plummet. I mean, people were super hyped for that Let match. Let me tell you something. I told everybody this match would sell out with no support underneath. You can't give any of those other three. You could maybe give Okada some credit. You can't give any credit to the other two. Not the way they're positioned. I told everyone that would sell out. Okay. I told everyone eventually he's going to win the IWGP title. They sh- he should win the IWGP title at some point. Yeah, because in my opinion, moving forward, he may end up being the top draw in the company. Okay, and I got people telling me, no, 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 they'll never do that. He's a DDT guys, guys. He's under New Japan contract. Yeah, it's over. He's a New Japan wrestler. Okay, you know what you sound like when you say things like that? You sound like Vince McMahon, who would never let WCW or ECW get over, even though he owned them. (laughs) Those were his companies, but he was too. Listen. I don't know the politics of Japan. All I know is different people are in charge now. You got a different owner, Kadani, who has proven he thinks outside the box and will do different things. You can't sit here and tell me that they won't put that belt on Ibushi just because he came up through DDT. Bullshit. I don't buy it. If he's the top draw, they'll push him as such, and they'll push him as the top star. They're starting to do it already. Yeah. Okay? The Shibata thing is a way, a way different animal. He's, There's a reason. Yeah. He's, he, I'm telling you right now, he should win that title at some point. He shouldn't. Agreed. He shouldn't win it on this show. It's too soon. Oh God, no, no. And no. there'll be people who complain when he loses. When he ta- when he loses this match, there were people who complained he lost the knockout. Yeah, the Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, we, we knew but that. But that, yeah. there was no other result than for him to lose at Wrestle Kingdom, and I'm gonna tell you why. Okay, he got just as much from losing that match as he would have from winning it. He got over in that loss. He may have gotten over more from that loss. And I'll tell you another thing. The fact that he's lost to Nakamura twice is a good thing because now they've successfully elevated this guy into the top mix and they did it without having to have him beat any of the big three. Do you know how hard that is? They've successfully elevated Ibushi and they haven't had to burn a single win over Nakamura, Tanahashi, or Okada. Right. Well, now he's got places to go. If he beats Nakamura, then like, okay, what, what, you know, what else do you like? Now, where's the what, what's the next step there? The well, next step the then thing, is though, he Rick, needs to win the title. He needs to be in the main. I mean, like, there's the nothing fact, else to do. Now he, he can build it up. Now he, he has. A, well, the fact that he lost that guy twice means that he has a natural obstacle and a final hurdle to overcome down exactly, the line. Right. And he'll beat him eventually. That's it's. And when he does, it's going to mean that much more. It's going to mean that much more because he lost to him twice, and and that'll be his final ascension to the mountaintop. They, I don't think people are not. They're not comprehending how special it is that they've elevated this guy without beating any of those other three guys. That's amazing to me, and he should lose the Styles too because you can add him to the list. He'll have to overcome all these guys now. So I, I listen. If he beats Styles. 
listen, I'm not going to complain because that'll show some guts to put the title on him now. And I don't think necessarily it'll be a terrible move because I think there's a possibility moving forward that he's the top draw in the company. And I'll tell you another thing, and I'm going to say it right now on April 2nd, and people are going to scoff at this too. And they're going to say that the company will never do it because they're too scared. He's going to main event Tokyo Dome. He's going to main event Wrestle Kingdom. I'm saying it right now. I might end up looking stupid. I'm telling you by that, he's going to main event Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Could you see that? I could. Yeah. We, we, we talked about him and as a possible, you know, G1 cool. climax guy. Yeah, he, could, he can do it. We thought Okada would be in that. But yeah, he, I can see them go with Ibushi. I mean, he's got a lot of momentum. I would do it. I would. Yeah. I, I, and let me tell you something. If he made it, I don't think that's wild. Yeah, let yeah. me tell you something. Okada Tanahashi only grew by a thousand fans. It's, there was still growth, very minimal. Might as well have been flat. They went from yeah. 35,000 to 36,000. They need to do something else next year. Right, that's probably peaked as a, as a, as a, as a complete draw. They, even, even, the, even the Okada coming back from the dead story or whatever, is, is, it's fun, but it's not going to – I mean, we've, we've kind of seen it, and I don't know if it's going to do that. Yet. I, so I, I, I'm with I you. I don't – listen, the only reason – the only thing separating Abushi from those other guys as a draw are, 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 uh, Tokyo are big, chances, are big really. dome totals, and he hasn't had a chance. Right. Who's to say if he had a chance, he wouldn't draw as well or better than those guys have? And those three guys, I'm not bashing those guys. You know, if you listen to this show, I'm not bashing those guys. They deserve all the credit in the world from taking this company from the depths of shit to where they are now, which is, which is continuing to grow every day. And they deserve a ton of credit. And I don't think the tank is empty with any of them. But, but this guy is now in the mix. And if he's a bigger draw than the other three, so be it. And I don't think I don't think anything will stand in the way. I think people are putting way too much stock into tradition, especially when it comes to this owner. When they think that, that if they think things will stand in the way of that, this Abushi is the real deal, and they Absolutely. they've gotten them to that level, and they've successfully elevated Styles as well. And I think you know what else this means? You can slam the door on Naito and Goto forever. Yeah, they're gatekeepers. That's it. <laughs> they're yeah. gatekeepers. They're solid as fuck gatekeepers, but that, that's what they are. Neither one of them are spring chickens, and they've been passed now by Okada, Abushi, and Styles. You can slam the door on those guys as far as being top guys. It is not going to happen. Both of them will probably get lifetime achievement IWGP runs at some point. I have no doubt of that. You throw the title on them for a month as a transition or as a pat on the back, good job, thank you, you're 